Welcome to the Deep Dive. The AFL Deep Dive, we are back for a round eight review. How are you, Mr. Smith? I'm good, Trent, mate. How are you? I'm going extremely well. We are a bit breathless. We just watched the end of the two NBA games this morning, where are we? Well, we, uh, mass- yeah, before we get into AFL, it was a pretty big weekend of sport with, obviously, Everything. two couple of, couple of game sevens going down to the wire, yep. and obviously, uh, in the EPL for the soccer fans out there, final day uh, decider with City getting up. Um, in their win, making it a, a one-point difference at the end of that. But we're here to talk about AFL. We are. Uh, I think we maybe do a little sort of five-minute uh, NBA chat, possibly at the of course, end. Yeah. But um, a little sneaky uh, discussion. But welcome to the deep dive. Massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service. Hopsterhome.com.au. I will drop a promo code later in the episode, so keep out a listen for that one. But uh, definitely check out hopstahome.com.au, craft beer delivered to your door. Fresh craft beer gathered by the guys at Hopster Home and delivered out to your door in packs of 10 or 20. It's good. Get on it. Fresh craft beer. It's, it's all always good. It's always handy with the beer. Uh, with the beer. With the footy. <laughs> Well, with the beer is always good. So, yeah, beer, more beer goes well. Yeah, more yeah, beer, yeah. beer goes well but with beer. It does. Yeah. True, true that, true that. But no, um, yeah, it is a great service, so get onto it. Get onto it. Uh, we will be back Wednesday. Apologies, this is a day late with Mother's Day. Uh, we just had a couple of things on the boil. But um, yeah, so we will be back Wednesday, 7.30, as always, uh, with Beyond the Game. Check out Beyond the Facebook, sorry, facebook.com slash beyond the game AU is his... Easy URL. I don't know why he does it. I have to. I keep forgetting to ask him because it's TV on other things. But then he's gone AU on Facebook anyway. Who so knows? Old mate Ed's. He's, he's a bit confused. But so we check check, check that it out. out. I'll put the link in in the in the notes. So it'll make it simple. Um, yeah, get on it. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. That's there's not too much more groundwork. No, we can just jump straight into the the right. round that was and a little bit of news that has come out of the round subsequently. Yeah. So I mean, so we're recording this uh, full transparency. We're recording this on Monday night at about seven thirty. So we know uh, Ablett and Fife got off. Uh, what are we else do we know? We know Rampy had a gun to his head and he had a bit of a, a bit of a press yeah. conference, but there wasn't much to. Uh, no, no, very well done by the media manager at the City Swans to make it look as awkward as possible for Mr. Rampy, saying that he had no idea what he was doing at that point in time. Seriously, who doesn't know what they're doing when they're about to climb up a pole or a tree? <laughs> But that's oh, a brain phrase. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we won't get on with it, but that was pretty funny. We'll have um, to talk. We'll talk about it in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was just obscene. Absolutely, and we also know that uh, Richmond have been uh, persecuted with injury once again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That, that's an interesting discussion. I mean, ultimately, uh, this was not a great round of football again. Um, for all the you know, there's a lot of people talking about how you know great it was. The umpires are letting it go. Well. Uh, <laughs> Yes, we're not getting 50 free kicks a game. We're getting more like 20 or 30. But then so much is being missed. And then we had multiple incidents again this weekend of play completely stopping due to confusion. So uh, in multiple games, I might add. So I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really feel it's any better with what's going on than it was earlier on. I mean, earlier on, it was absolutely ridiculous. Every adjudication was being paid. Uh, that didn't work, and now now they're kind of trying the whole let's not pay anything. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. The rules are there for a reason, and, and there's been so many holding the balls that haven't been paid that it's literally stopped play. Yeah. I mean, I because the players on the ground think it's a free kick. Even the opposition is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was holding the ball. <laughs> Absolutely. Same same with the in the back, the hand in the back. Uh, 
last year it was interpreted differently to what it is this year. So lots and lots of confusion. And I guess, and you and I um, have said it, even last year we were talking about, just because the game is close on the scoreboard doesn't make it a good game. No. And there was multiple examples of that over the weekend where the games were close on the scoreboard, but watching the game from a skill level point of view was... Far from what we'd say it was yeah. a good game of football. Well, 77-72 the first game. So Sydney 77-72, to 11-11, 10-12. Swans by five points. That Look at the accuracy. 11-11. They went at 50%. Essendon barely went... Well, they didn't. They didn't. Sorry, they didn't even go into positives. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the Suns game was awful. 60-61. to 61, And that had one of the most ridiculous ends to a game you've ever seen. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. It was comical genius. Well, it, well, maybe it was it was Bradbury esque. Like, yeah, it was just absolutely. Pathetic. Just fell over so, the line. But yeah, we'll get we will get into that when we uh, yeah. get to that game. And but... the Giants were terrible. Like there was definitely some pretty bad results. But let's get started. So Swans Essendon. Yeah, Swans by five points. Um, I guess so. You and I sat down. And we watched this game together again. We don't get a good game, which is uh, really starting to get annoying. Uh, we finally sit down, not doing a podcast, to actually to sit down and watch the game, and it was cooked again. Bit of a fizzer, yeah. yeah. Look, some of the key players for each team stood up um, when they needed to. Yeah. But as I just mentioned, and this is probably the, the catalyst for, for the round, the skill errors by these teams, it, I don't know whether it is the confusion of what they can and can't do on the ground now, whether they don't um, understand the game plan that's been put in from the... It's just, it's becoming too... Too regular for, for me as a big fan yeah. of AFL to try and watch these teams uh, fumble their way through uh, one end of the ground to the other to potentially score. And a lot of this game was between the arcs, as they as they say. It yeah. wasn't very entertaining no. from a spectator's point of view. No, I think... We'll, so we'll start... I mean, it's one of those games where it doesn't feel like anybody won. But we'll start with Sydney because um, they won the game. I mean, look, they definitely still lack polish. But at least McCartan was better. Yeah, at he's, least he's... offensively they look better. <coughs> Excuse me. And I, I don't know. I look. They they steadied through the second quarter. They had a pretty average start. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, at times, like I think some of their tactics were okay. They definitely made it difficult for Essendon to lose. Uh, sorry, use the corridor, which is exactly what they you know tend to like to do. So they were trying to curtail Essendon from doing the things that they like to do. Um, their pressure was good. It wasn't great. Um, I mean, ultimately, they held on, and they were pretty lucky to get the win in the end. Uh, but the, the youth was a lot better, and look, Blakely and, um, and McCartan are, are their future. And that's, and that's good, and they've played a lot of kids, and that's great. And I'm sure, you know, in round eight, they weren't expected to play this many kids. That's good. Um, you know, their, their old bulls stood up. I thought Parker was good. Uh, I thought Kennedy was good, but... Uh, yeah, I, the Swans, this is not a team for me that's going to turn around and win 10, 12 games in a row and sneak a, a finals berth. Oh, no, I agree. I don't. I can't see that happening. They're a long way from the team they were last year. That Last year was more a matter of just getting the players back on the, on the field. I thought they still had enough run and carry. This, this team still, again, looks slow. I guess what they were able to do really well was make 
possibly the f- most fa- or the fastest team in the comp, arguably in Essendon, look really slow, especially for the yeah. first half of the game. And I agree with what you said. Obviously, sat there and watched the game with you. I thought Park was really good. Hmm. And Kennedy built into the game as well. I did like um, what I saw from Blakey too. I mean, everyone's going on that he's going to be this... Um, string band of a kid, but he's got really hand, really good hands. He's so young, though. Yeah. He's so young. We've seen skinny players put on bulk in a couple of years, and I think he, he could be a legitimate power forward uh, in the next three to four years. And hopefully this is a good stepping ground for McCartan too, because, yeah, they, they do need some options outside of Buddy up, up forward, and if they can, and then the next step would be being able to play two or three of them together, uh, make that work. We'll see what happens in time. But yeah. Yeah, the Swans, they won. They weren't very convincing. Not convincing. um, And a game like that, they're not going to beat too many teams, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, I thought Sinclair was was good. I mean, I thought he's been actually pretty good this year, to be honest. Hasn't really been discussed much. Um, I thought he probably won the hitouts as well. I thought he was pretty consistent around the ground as well. He's not hitting the scoreboard, which they would kind of like him to do a little bit. But yeah, he was okay. I thought Fox was good. Um, Mills was good, but no one, I don't think, aside from really Kennedy and Parker, I don't think anyone really impressed me, to be honest. No, and again, when we get into Essen, there was only a couple of players at Essen that, that st- stood up, um, yeah, well, and it's, it's, they're basically their two leaders, which Merritt and um, Hebel do it week in, week out, usually. So yeah, Hebel was okay, yeah. I mean, well, let's, let's, I guess, pivot. Yeah, I don't think for Swans fans, I don't think there's too much more we can go into. I mean, look... They were good. They held on and good on them. I mean, obviously their record at the SCG has been appalling and it's good to see them finally get a win there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm really not convinced at all. And, it's, well, yeah, it, it, look, at least they're trying different things with Buddy out and it's going to be very interesting to see whether he comes back and, well, I'm sure he's always going to come back at some point, but how, how that all fits yeah. together again. Does it, does it sort of, you know, ruin this little apple cart they've got going? Or who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, who knows? Probably, uh, I probably. would say. And the back line's starting to resemble the back line of old as well. I mean, yeah, Rampy's The climbing goalposts, yeah. Yeah, climbing goalposts. Uh, Rampy's pretty good. Lloyd shows some promise. He's still not quite to where he was last year. No. And I, I'm well, not sure where... Ferris. Yeah, so he definitely, he's definitely not in that um, position at the moment, I wouldn't think. And I don't know where Grundy is at the moment, but, I mean, obviously, he'd be handy. Grundy? Jeez. Try to be... Tough to pluck him out of Collingwood. No. Oh, they're that Grundy. Yeah, I thought, I thought you Grundy. were like, oh, let's get another Ruckman in there. Oh, they, like, could do with another Ruckman. No, they could do with another Ruckman. Pretty sure he's contracted. Sure. Yeah. That might be difficult. Imagine, yeah. imagine if that happened. Like, the the tension between Maguire and Collingwood and, wow. and, and Sydney is already extremely testy and has a, has a very, like, evil history. Imagine if that was to happen. Oh, who knows? But just while we've got that Collingwood-Sydney <laughs> conversation, because we did mention about mm-hmm. um, the read for the Swans is a much better read. What do you mean? Then Collingwood's read. In terms of what? Oh, we were just talking about Collingwood and uh, Sydney, so I thought, oh, well, we'll compare the two reads like we did at the game. Oh, read! I yeah, oh, yeah. like a, their ability to read the game. Oh, no, so, no, the actual like, brothers. The, the brother reads, oh, yeah. R-E-I-D. Apologies. No, Sydney's read, reading of the game is not better than Collingwood's. <laughs> Sorry, get I was like, I thought you meant tactically, like, why are we comparing those two teams? <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, fair I, enough. I can understand what that was No, I dead set forget that they exist. I'll be brutal. So, every game, like, oh, yeah, that's that guy. Uh, so, look, Stringer in the middle at the start, we commented, was interesting. Um, he's been in good form, so it's, I, I think I like that they backed his pace because um, last few times they tried that and it was a massive mistake. 
Um, but that kind of worked. His second efforts were solid. Um, I think aside from really heavily hitting the scoreboard, he's been pretty good this year. Uh, but Essendon, ultimately what killed them in the first half, and, and even the second half to a degree, just play on. Play on. How many times were we screaming at the television? That, that was so conservative and allowing Sydney to really construct the play. Well, they, they, they were sucked in so by Sydney's um, positioning and, and zone defence that they ultimately forgot what yeah. their biggest strength is, which is play on, play on. and run and run and Pace. run. We saw bits and pieces of it, and they generally scored because it gave uh, Fantasia or Fantasia. I don't know what to call him anymore. I'm going to go with Fantasia. Stuff he, well, I'm, I've been doing it. I'm going to go with Orazio. Everyone knows how to say Orazio. Yeah. Um, he found plenty of space, and obviously he's a very good small forward. Now he's out for three or four yeah, weeks. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to cope without him, and probably no Joe Danaher back yet either. Yeah, so, I, yeah, tough times ahead for the Dons, I would think. But look, you know, it's a weird and wonderful uh, season, so anything could happen. But this was a busted ass oh, performance. Busted ass I think, yeah, they're a much better way. team. They should have won. Yeah, I think they should have won by a fair bit. Um, yeah, yeah. They should have won by about twenty-four points. I, I think so. I mean, Dons' run off half back was really good, but then it would completely slow down. I mean, it was really frustrating. It wouldn't really get past sort of halfway through the ground and they'd play really conservative football. And people like Saad, who know nothing other than to play on, he was good, but I think generally speaking, offensively they just looked lost. I think their style at times just looked completely lost. Uh, McGrath was good. Um, I think he's been pretty good this year. Don's generally at times had pretty awful defense as well. Um, it, there was a section through the game where if the Swans weren't so inaccurate, it, it definitely would have gone the other way as well. Um, yeah, I mean, look, at the stoppage, particularly, Don's just played no risk um, football later on, and that kind of, you know, just made it such a lethargic game to watch. And they just couldn't buy a mark as a result. They, they were doing everything else right, but, you know, trying to get a mark inside 50 was was no good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Don's entering into inside 50 at times offensively was, was terrible. Um, they gave away so many contested marks near goal as well like it was was pretty poor you're not going to win too many games some of the numbers are horrendous but um yeah i mean look we'll go into the obviously we're going to talk about the last minute um i mean why myers didn't do a torpedo i don't know why he wouldn't you know try to get it was so far out i mean he wasn't going to make it from a drop punt who's going to kick a drop punt from that far no, there's only one, one, or, one or two. One guy yeah. from North Melbourne in the 70s. That's the only one. Yes. I don't see anyone else. But really. yeah, I, I thought it was unusual that he, he didn't go for a torpedo, but um, ultimately I don't think they should have been in that position to begin with. I can't believe he even tried it. Like, Tom Hawkins can kick from about 60 out in a drop punt. But I, I, that's, I and it was easy. He needed a kick at 65 and he didn't even... And get... he wasn't straight in front either. He was further over to the left. I, I, I just can't believe... Anyway, but... Let's get into the elephant in the room. Um, so, funnily enough, we didn't see this happening live. So we watched the game and thought, oh, yeah, oh, well, he missed the shot. Game finished and we thought... Because it, it, well, the shot that they showed didn't really show it happening much at the time. Like It was no. down the bottom of the screen in a couple of shots, but we just didn't see it. And then, like a lot of people, it all came out after the game. We thought, oh, well, you know... It's a seven game as well. The coverage isn't great. Can't be bothered waiting through 100 commercials for the press conferences and all that stuff. No, it makes the night too late. Well, that's exactly... Too much other stuff to watch. Well, we went and watched the NBA and then and then all of a sudden Twitter blew up and I was like, hang on, what's going on? And we went back and had a look. And yeah, I mean, obviously like an outrageous decision to climb the post. And we both immediately were like, 
well, that was a free kick because that's clearly in the rules. And I know that doesn't come up very often, but any interference with the post is illegal. So you're actually not allowed to you're not allowed to rest on it. You're not allowed to touch it. If someone's having a shot for goal, you cannot touch the posts, any of them. So that's, that's part of the rules. Well, that's interesting you say that because I've seen different. Really? Yeah. Well, that's... and because because there's a again another rule with grey area, right. intentionally okay. intentionally shaking the goalpost is illegal. Which I think he did. I would say that he would in the spirit of the game, but. He, if they went to, well, they should right. have, they haven't done anything about it anyway, the uh, AFL, funnily enough. Well, of course oh, just not. to please, just to please explain. Um, but they would have ticked it off if it went the other way. Oh, no. What should have happened is the goal umpire should have blew, uh, got the central umpire involved straight away, seeing it's like, hang on, what's he doing up there? Just for no other reason than it looks like it shouldn't happen. So well, it's, uh, it, it, again, another example of the AFL wanting to be this professional outfit it's, and it's looking like Muppets. Because the, the problem is, like, they'd be sitting there thinking that legally, if they overrule a match and change the result, imagine what happens out of that. And I get that, but the rules are there to be black and white, not grey. Yep. They're not there to be uh, interpreted. They're there to be adjudicated. Absolutely. And I cannot understand how... This year particularly, we've seen so many incidents where it's down to the umpire's interpretation. So we've brought up on the podcast multiple times around the 666 rule. Earlier on in the season, players were given two warnings and then a free kick. If that was what we were told pre-season would happen, if the player was... Um, Out of position. Correct. Yeah. So that, that was happening, right? One, no one actually... I don't think actually there might have been one, play, one free kick. kick I think yeah. it might have been one. But no one ever got to that far, right? And then, I think a lot of clubs kicked up a sting and said, well, that's too harsh, which I don't think it is. Far out. But like, how, much, how, how many, time, many times do you need Three to... Three times. Time. Far out. Open your eyes. Anyway, so, well, I, I don't think it's that hard, surely. It's like, I mean, it's like giving the ball back on a free kick. Paid a lot of money. Free, like, it's, like, it's like giving a ball back on a free kick. There's a line. Don't yeah. walk in it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. but Crazy. so that, that, that's that, right? And then, and then they started saying to players, hey, Orazio, please move out, as an example, or, mm. or whatever. What are you doing? What happened to the warnings? Where's that gone? Uh, you can't have a season where it changes during the season. We can't go from one thing and then to another thing. I know there hasn't been. I know there hasn't been a goal incident like this, but still, like I, I don't. I, the umpire said, "Get down, get down." Whether he had no idea that that was a rule, I get that that doesn't come up very often. But at the same time, they must. I tweeted during the game, uh, towards the end of the game. I think no, it was just after actually. If only we had somebody out there that, on the ground that knew all the rules. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, like, I know that sounds harsh to umpires, but uh, like... It's but they a, don't. That's where it's at. Like, they don't I, because they're getting told one thing from week to week by by simply by seeing the way they adjudicate it. I mean, the, even the... Yeah, I'm blaming the AFL here. I'm not... Oh. I mean, I feel bad for that umpire, but I'm not sitting here... We're not sitting here cooking umpires. Definitely I, I, not. Well, go back, go back to our last two episodes, particularly the previews, and we've dropped a couple of conspiracy theories around uh, how the AFL has completely thrown the umpires under the bus this year and given them oh. multiple instructions to ignore certain rules uh, in order to try to increase scoring. But anyway, so that that's something else. But anyway, I thought it was appalling. I thought it was really poorly handled. Again, as you pointed out, I wrote that down as well. It was absolutely uh, another example of this code looking like a basket case. So, 
But what can you do? I mean, and all these people that say, oh, I would have been more controversial had they gone the other way. I don't think so. I mean, well, no, it's because been it's in the rule. about repeatedly. It's yeah. in the rule book. It's in the rule book. It, well, whether, whether he deliberately shook it or not, the end result was he... It did he, shake, though. It shaked. It shook, exactly. It shook, yeah. And the umpires and the AFL can come around and go, we made the right decision, like they have with so many other line yeah. ball cases, which and, actually sound worse the other way around. But anyway... I, I yeah, Jakey Stringer was onto it straight away. He he, he identified it was yep. it was wrong. It was hundred percent wrong. And, and the fact that that didn't nothing happened was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, there was a whole lot of things wrong with it. But we better keep moving. But I I thought that was absurd. And um, what was Rampy thinking? I mean, well, I mean the other thing too. I just, I just want to raise briefly. I I and this also highlights the just absurdity of this whole thing. If Essendon just miss out on finals. This is going to come up again, surely. Yeah, like absolutely. people who are like people who are like, oh yeah, we'll forget about it. Oh well, it's been and done. Move on. It's been a few days. Move on. What do you mean? Are we are we playing marbles? Are we playing a serious? There's so much involved. Game. Yeah, There's so it. much money in this. Are we not stuffing around? Well, the be- not that we're into betting, but how many people? There's have billions on this of game? dollars. Yeah. Dollars on well, it, in so. the whole year, but yeah. yeah. But I, I just can't understand how we can settle for this. Oh, no, look, if Essendon just miss out on finals, it's their own fault. But at the same time, that was a free kick. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is two two things. Firstly, those this the Essendon conspiracy Twitter, these people, they were the same people that said, we were booing the umpires, not Penderbury. The umpires had left the ground. These same people who, who claimed, you know, these, these just absurd, flat-earth type people, I, I can't understand I'm serious like, they come across like that I cannot understand that again they were like oh the post didn't shake are you joking watch the footage it clearly shakes like it, it's clearly moving when he jumps down how can you jump on a post and not sh- have it shake he it's uses not a concrete, his body it's weight not a, it's not a concrete pole at the football it's made out of something that's a little bit more um, flexible he uses his body weight to move up the pole coconut tree style. Yeah. He 100% does that. Anyway, so we're getting caught up in the minutia, but that happened. The and then also, the other thing too, like you like minutia? Yeah. The other thing too is is 100%. Go back and look at the footage. The other thing too is there was a lot of people claiming today that the shaking of the post happened after he kicked the ball. That's bullshit as well because you can see Rampy on the post in the, in the same shot the before, almost, before the ball leaves his foot he's almost, on the post the ball's almost at the the crowd well, of, the he's crowd up of the post by yeah. the time the ball's in the air anyway, anyway so look yeah. it's, this, it was a get, com- I'm, embarrassing I'm guaranteeing this won't again. happen again well it was embarrassing for the AFL absolutely and it was handled poorly but they would have ticked it off regardless so yeah. uh, let's get into Doggies uh, Brisbane so look yeah not uh, Again, because of the scheduling, I, I just can't understand why Thursday night is not a permanent fixture. Um, again, Saturday is just completely bonkers with five games on at the same time. It becomes almost impossible. Well, it is virtually impossible to watch yeah. one whole game. Um, I And I didn't get to see... Well, I watched... The sorry, book, sorry. I didn't, I, and I, I was unable to see the, basically the bookend, so I, I miss this game I've barely seen highlights uh, and again with the, the showdown because of the scheduling well, it just becomes the weekend yeah, yeah no it becomes so difficult so I, I like a game like Carlton Collingwood um, I, I think that would have been a fantastic Thursday night game um, do it do it a bit earlier on yep. so the kids can get there that would have been an, an outstanding game to watch 
Um, I, I watched that, so I didn't see a lot of the dogs. Brisbane, I went back and watched a bit of it. Uh, so 92-76, Bulldogs by 16 points, 13-14 to 11-10. Yeah, look, there's not... It's hard, because we can't, we can't be watching you know every single game um, from start to finish. But, look, Hipwood was disgustingly inaccurate. I mean, ultimately, like... Freezing day in Ballarat. I don't think Brisbane were as much as the scoreboard would suggest that Brisbane were really out of this game. Um, you know, Hipwood kicked two five, and a couple of those points were extremely gettable. So that that obviously doesn't help at all. Um, you know, they only won by sixteen points. Uh, I thought Norton backed it up from what I saw. I watched probably a good two quarters of it. I watched the, the last half, most of the last half. Um, subsequently, after the fact, three two is pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, especially so, after a big day out for a young no. player. <clears throat> I agree. I, th- I thought he backed it up really well. I think, obviously, having JJ back at the Dogs, he just brings that that run and carry and a, an attack from the back half. I think that that's really what uh, has helped this this resurgence of the Dogs. Plus, their pressure, that, that manic pressure that they had a few years ago is back in some degree. Looks better, yeah. But it's... ultimately, like we said in the, the preview... If you uh, were listening, ultimately it was the venue and the conditions uh, ultimately played into the dog's hands a little bit more. Yeah, cold and wintry, bit windy, uh, and the, the lines obviously being from Brisbane, which still feels like it's getting summer type weather, mid twenties and whatnot. Yeah, Thirteen uh, degrees big, yeah, right now. Big change uh, in conditions. So, and they're a young team. Everyone keeps forgetting this Lions team is quite young. So, inexperience up against a team that's got probably, well, obviously that ground, they know it a little bit better. Um, mm. In what was, uh, yeah, well, I didn't get to see too much of this. What I did say was like McCluggage had another really good game and he's starting to move towards that elite type of player that I think the Lions got him for at pick two or three, it was a couple yeah. of years ago. So, yeah, and, and look, it doesn't help as well. It really wasn't Rainer's day. So no points, no goals, nothing. Nada. Uh, eight disposals and four tackles. So three kicks, five handballs, zero marks. Yeah, not a... So that's not a, a not, terrible day out. Yeah, um, and, and I guess he's going to have one of those days from time to time. And <clears throat> as he's probably going to happen, he'll respond next week. But we'll talk about that on Wednesday and I think the other thing with the dogs is that midfield is starting to gel really well with the backs and forwards there's not this uh, disconnect which we saw pretty much all of last year and at the start of this year I think uh, Bont and uh, McRae especially are, are linking up through the middle with the, yeah. their, with their backs and, and delivering to the forward half is really really good um, as evidenced by uh, suckling when he's run and getting onto the end mm. of a end of a handball from I think it was Norton to keep mm. Really nice goal to basically um, steady the ship for the dogs at that time. Yeah, look, I thought, look, dogs slightly stronger, um, a little bit more inside 50s. You know, actually decent tackling pressure inside uh, offensive 50 for Brisbane, 24 tackles inside 50s, not bad. But yeah, I mean, they were forced to because they didn't have the ball as much. So what do you do? Yeah. Um, not not the greatest of games going around. No, but um, a gutsy win from the dogs. And, yeah, look, uh, you've and, got to knock them away. Yeah, absolutely. When they're, and they're starting to find some form. And obviously... Uh, I don't think I think the Lions will take a, a lot away from this. Although I don't think um, old mate Fagan was too impressed with the loss. They did obviously have some chances to to put this game uh, away pretty early on and didn't take those chances. No, uh, and they'll learn from that. But and dogs now with that win with four wins, so they're really in that logjam of four that are kind of knocking on the draw of the eight. It's only because Frio's got a pretty good percentage. So 
uh, Fremantle, four wins, Hawthorne, four wins, Dogs, four, uh, Port Adelaide, four, and then St Kilda, four. So that, that's the thing. At least they, with that win, it keeps them in that sort of log jam there because if they hadn't won it with only 102%, yeah, into third. I mean, they'd be sitting at... Yeah, a game uh, of well, they'd, be, they'd be at 13th, so yeah. that's not good. No, not at all, especially um, considering that they don't have a uh, the, the team on paper to go up against those big boys, so if they can just continue to chip away and get these types of wins, yeah. they'll go a long way for a, a sneaky finals uh, position, potentially. Yeah, look, I think I still think Brisbane are a chance to make finals, but oh. they, get, they are going to have to win. As much as they've got a lot of games at home, they are going to have to win a couple of away games. Yeah, two and to three I thought away this games. One, I, I know it's a long way to go. I know it's going to go all the way to Melbourne and then drive up to, to Ballarat, but... I thought, for me, I, th- I nearly tipped them. I thought this one was probably one they could sneak. Yeah. Because um, dogs aren't that good of a team. And I think that they're, they're, on paper, I think, are a better side. But, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that they... Um, but, yeah. you know, when, you, when you've got one of your full forwards kicking 2-5 and Rain a 0-0, like, it's, that's going to hurt you. going to hurt a lot, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I think we better move on. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's too much more to take out of that game. No. Um, Again, another game that uh, didn't really showcase the, the skills um, and uh, the high intensity that AFL can bring to the world of sport. Occasionally. Uh, Carlton versus Collingwood, 87 to 106. Magpies by 19 points. 13 9 to 16 10. Good game. I thought this was a better game. I thought this is one of the better games of the round. What did you think? Yeah, agree. I think it was one of the better games for the year so far. Yeah, I think so. Um, they both. But um, I, I think it was, first and foremost, the best game I've seen Carlton play in two or three years, collectively. They didn't get away, or they didn't come away with the points, and obviously they've won... Uh, they choked uh, again. They've won yeah. about three or four games in that time frame, so... They did a catton. They did a catton, um, but they absolutely took it up to the Pies, who are in red-hot form. This is their fifth win in the row, and uh, uh, right on the heels of the Cats at the top of the table, so... Gussie Everett, and I know all the Blues supporters uh, are sick and, hear, sick and tired of hearing that. They just want wins, but ultimately coming up against one of the top two teams in the comp and showed every bit of poise. I think that forward line's finally starting to gel. Who? Carlton? Carlton. Oh, yeah. Collingwood's uh, forward that's line's so. been gelling for a little while now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously kicking 16-10. Um, you're not going to lose too many games being that accurate. It's just, they just showed how much more depth they've got um, this is Collingwood now I'm talking about yeah. uh, compared to the Blues Blues are still growing and I think that's ultimately what made the difference the uh, cool heads in Pendlebury even Jaden Stevenson he's young but he's been in this winning culture for since he got there um, Jordan Ngoa is excellent um, Hoskin Elliott very good I thought Cash Main was good in his return to senior footy for, I oh, think mate, it's the oh, first mate, Cash, time yeah. first time for the year no no he's played um, he played he got injured then he's come back yeah so well, <laughs> hasn't played for a while it's been about five or six weeks. He hasn't played for ages. Yeah. So he's only... No, he played a couple... Didn't he play a couple of weeks and he like, died? He went out the back. They showed him on, on roaming, roaming brand. Roaming brand. At, at the back. And, I don't know. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. Who it doesn't matter. Yeah. Man. Was it right? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not going to be that there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, I think uh, Tom Phillips is starting to become quite a barometer for that team as well. He was yeah. excellent. Uh, again, I think he uh, had 35 touches and two goals or something like that. So very, very good. Look, the first quarter wasn't great. one 4 to 2 one let's be honest. But as time went on, I really struggled through that first quarter. I was pretty bored. But as time went on, it, at least there was scoring through the game. So one, just in terms of goals. So one goal to two goal at the end of the first quarter, which it busted us. But then halftime, five to five, which is not great, but okay. 
day. But at least the scoring continued through the game. So then we had 10, 9, uh, and then 13, 16. So at least there was continuous scoring throughout the day. Um, and, you know, the Pies outlasted them. I mean, yeah, look, I, I, we will get into Carlton in a second because, you know, we, we're going to have to to some degree. But we'll start with the Pies. Obviously, they won. Yeah, good good performance. I, I think it, there's no doubt not only that it, it, Grundy is clearly the best Ruckman in the game. I think he's... Clearly. But, but by so far, it's not funny. Uh, is he is he the best player in the game? I think start is, is an interesting question. I think he is clearly top 10 players in the game. Clearly. Uh, without a doubt, he's, and I he's, think he's. You can mount a strong argument. He's top five. Top five, most influential, easy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, best is hard. It's hard. It's, it's, fun. it's an interesting yeah. question, isn't it? Bloody oath. Lee Matthews reckons he is the best player in the game, and I I can kind of see where he's going with that. I right. don't necessarily subscribe to it, but when you have a game like this, so 48, 48 hitouts, <laughs> one tackle, okay. eight marks. 25 touches and kicks two goals one. That is a mate, that is a complete game. Even no, if, even he if he didn't... unbelievable. So if he was a midfielder, so take away the hit-outs, probably needs to have five more tackles, and we'd be talking about the greatest player in the comp. It, like, so it I do understand, yeah. Yeah. He's so, so good. It won't happen, but I would love him to win the brown line. I would absolutely love that to happen. I don't reckon it's going to happen, but I reckon that would be awesome. It would be awesome. And again, if he can have big dominant games like this um, as a ruck, uh, I think it will go a long way. The unfortunate thing for him is he's got uh, a support cast that's going to probably uh, take votes off him every week. So I'd love to see a ruckman. I mean, was it last year? Um, They were talking Gorn or him. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, the umpires don't notice... The dominance of the rucks, like they once did. No, um, so a few things for me as to why I felt Collingwood weren't completely pantsing Carlton because they are clearly a better side. And how, if you didn't see this game, you'd be looking at it and think, how is it possible the scores were five six five six at half time? A few things. So I think the Pies were definitely a little bit lazy in defence, um, not in terms of the defenders, but just defending the ground all over. Um, just not not horribly, but uh, for a good side, they were a good 10 to 20% off. Um, just a little bit slow to cover off other players. Um, not really going for the tackle when they should. Um, you know, just sort of laying that one extra tackle so that the, the fat side of the ground can't be used as effectively. Small things like that. Um, and look, th- look, it's like the Geelong North game. They let North get right back into the game. And that's, look, you can't just dominate week in, week out. There are very few teams that, through the home and away, can completely blare everyone week in, week out. That's that's quite difficult. Um, you're going to have these slow days at times. Speaking of slow, I mean, the Pies, to get it, I mean, look, to get it out of their back 50 at times, it, yes, it was Carlton's pressure that, that created this slowness. But at the same time, the Pies were so slow to get it out of there, which was... Yeah, frustrating. And then they were pretty inaccurate going inside offensively as well. They just weren't matching the leads. They were kicking too short and not really giving their forwards the best options. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I, I mean, they just don't give up. They're a great side. Um, you know, Brown, I think, was really good. It had a good ed- excuse me, end. Um, yeah, I mean, anything to add from a Collingwood perspective? Oh, look, they just showed um, their superiority um, and experience in the last eight minutes a game where they scored five goals yeah. to none. So that last score for Carlton was, uh, I think it was Cripps's behind. And from there, I think there was only three or four points in it. 
might have been a little bit more uh, and then the Pies just took it away from there so that just shows you the the, the gap in the class and, and the ability to actually play a game right out that the Blues don't have at the moment so no. I think Collingwood did what they had to do I don't think anyone in the coaches box would be overly pleased with what you've just highlighted in the call it laziness for lack of a better term but just I think if it had been if it had been a, a West Coast or a Richmond or a Giant there's no way they would have uh, allowed um, for some of the little mistakes and just just a lack of pressure as I said not just from the defenders but defensive effort um, right across the board interestingly I thought so in terms of Carlton um, obviously another real kind of choke job because they were they were in front and really should have won again another one of these but um I mean, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But I thought what was really work. It's funny because the, the Blues threw games this year, and I've watched. I've actually watched a lot of Carlton this year. I think I've watched almost all of their games from start to finish. Actually, I've seen quite a lot of them. Like I saw the the Hawthorne game. I saw all the Sydney game. I've seen quite a lot of them. You watched the Saint? Was it the Saint? Kilda? The Saints Saint game as well. Yeah. I've seen pretty much all their games, and I think through periods of the game, they're actually a very good side, but they just can't sustain it. And it, that, that, there's patches where it was working. They were efficient. Um, they were actually reading Grundy's clearance better than the Pies mids at times. Like that, they were really good. Marchbank was was good. And then the thing for me that really worked. And it's interesting. I've actually because I, I don't tend to look at the stats until we kind of have a discussion around it. But the overall handball stats one ninety one to one eighty three. I I thought what was working against the Pies, which they should have continued because the Pies really hadn't found them out yet. And I think they definitely need to do it for another 10 or 15 minutes of play to see what would have happened. But that, that the Blues high handball game was working. It was fast, it was effective, and it was completely piercing them offensively. Yeah. It, it was working. I, I, don't, I don't... And, and yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of the defence, but then we'll get to the more negatives. I mean, Wiedering is, is just bad. He's just not a good player. I, I just think at AFL level, I, he's just not up to it. I don't think his fitness is quite there. I, I, he's, he's a serious concern. And ironically, I, I think Casbolt was actually pretty good in defence. Yeah, I, I look, I think ultimately if um, Brendan Bolton had a full list to choose from, he would give much more um, VFL time to Wiedering to Absolutely. develop. And, but with no Cage Surely. Simpson, no... Um, oh, I get the, the conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, yeah, I agree. He, he, he needs a lot of time to develop as a key um, defender. And ultimately, um, I guess, the funnily you mentioned him, uh, I think he summed it up pretty well today by saying that... Uh, him Bolton included. No, no, um, Wiedering oh. um, summed it up uh, as a team collective, including himself, that... Uh, Patrick Cripps has to shoulder too much of the responsibility and not enough of them. To say the least. It. So it was good and refreshing to hear that the players are really honest about their own um, inability to help their captain out uh, when he needs it the most. So Well, like, okay, so just to make your point stronger, right? So clearly Cripps is a, like, conservatively, you have to say he's a top 10 player in the game. Like, you cannot not put him in the 10, surely. If he, well, I'm going to. Well, you finish what you're saying. I've got a question to... No, no, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I have him... I mean, I, I'd nearly have him in the five, but let's say he's in the 10, right? Who else at Carlton that's currently playing... So you can't say Kate Simpson or anyone like that. Mm-hmm. Who's currently playing that would be in the top 20 players in the league? Would there be anyone else? No, there's nobody, nobody even knocking in the top 20. Potentially... So not top, top five, 50. not top 10, not top 20, top 30? No, nah, I would say there might be one or two knocking on the door at a top 50. 
Jeez, and that that's a big gap. That's that's I, I don't I completely agree. Yeah. and that that's a massive concern. Is there's this huge gulf? It's it's so obvious, but it's this huge gulf anyway. I but sorry, you were going to ask me a question. Oh, just around Crips. Um, if he's able, and I don't know if he's able to continue this rich vein of form, could he win the Brownlow this year? Yeah, well, we discussed this in the preseason, and you you um, did you end up tipping him for the Brownlow? I can't remember. Yeah, that. I've got him as Brownlow. You he was your Brownlow. He's my Brownlow okay. tip. Yeah, but uh, I also thought the Blues would have two or three wins next to their well, three wins to their name by now. But yeah, I y- the answer's yes. I mean, like because but but they're going to need to win probably eight or nine games, and I, I just yeah, don't. See which it. is where I thought they would be, and I can't see that happening. At the yeah, moment. I mean, I kind of I liken it to and the different players, obviously, but I really liken it to Robbie Flower. Um, I watched a lot of Robbie Flower play when I was young and he was so good in a garbage team. Like yeah. he had a couple of good players obviously. Um, you know, Gary Lyon and he, he, like at yeah. times of his career. But he was so good. It's it, people don't like if you're kind of, you know, twenty five and under you won't know A who this is or B look, remember. But he's he's a team of the century uh, Melbourne player. But I, I he was absurd. Like at, what, there were points when he was so far in front of the league it wasn't really funny. Like yeah. there were definitely patches through through years where he was so far in front, it was crazy. And then he retired, and they became a good team. Well, for a few years, for a, yeah, by a little, little small gap. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I bet like that was just his age, it was nothing. But the point is that like they, they used to always say year in year out, can Robbie Probably win the Brownlow? Brown it was always this thing: can Flower win it? Can Ch- Chulip was the his nickname? Can That's Chulip right. win the Brownlow? And this whole thing was like, well. They just don't have them win enough games. And I, I remember sort of this notion that they're going to have to win eight or nine games. And that was back when you played less games. Eight or nine games in order to, you know, mm. generally speaking, speaking to win the Brownlow, which makes sense because obviously not winning, why, why would a player win the best in the year yeah, award? But, uh, which is the you know, which, what, what it was back then. Yeah. Because forwards could win it back then. But I, and Ruckman occasionally. And Ruckman occasionally yeah. too. But the point is, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle. I also think there's going to be players that will just get too many points. I could see Cribs getting 24s. You know, twenty five maybe, but I, I don't see him getting much more. Yeah, and, and I guess well, extension of that, and we have to keep moving. But I mean, uh, is Brendan Bolton's position completely untenable um, from here if they keep having these honourable losses? Well, they've had about almost a hundred. Like, yeah, it's bloody, it's bloody tough. I mean, the board have come out and verbally said that he is the man to lead this club for this for, year. Yeah. yeah, so the, he's. I guess he's emotionally becoming frustrated now, which he never did. And, uh, he, they do need to win games. They need to win games. Five minimum for his job to be safe. Yeah, they've won one, and that's yeah. the and problem. Let, is to win five from four from here minimum. Unless is, the cl- players really are adamant that they want him as coach, I can't see it. But I can't see how they're going to have that say anyway because they're all young. Which, if I'm Bolton, why am I waiting for the death knell? What, do you know what I mean? Like, why sit around and... I'd be saying to the board, look, if you're not going to... And his contract's a bit of a joke anyway with this rolling on thing. I'd be saying, look, if you're not going to back me, I think just forget it. I mean, he could get a job in a heap of different clubs, but certainly not as a senior coach straight away, but he could no. definitely get a job as an assistant or, you know, senior tactician or whatever. I, I, like, he was obviously very good at Hawthorne. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, that, that's, good, it's an interesting discussion. We're pretty good down with rats at St Kilda. The irony is, I mean, this is the irony, and this is so extremely Carlton, is is almost the best available coach right now is Brett Ratton. I mean, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. Mm. I mean, you could not you could not script this. Like, if you no. wrote this down, somebody would say, that's a bloody bullshit. Like, it's it completely ridiculous. But anyway, it's it's hilarious, and this is the great thing about sport, is the drama is, is crazier than life. 
unbelievable. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, anyway. Uh, Keep moving. So, in an awful game, Suns 62, the D 61, Demons by one point in a a Bradbury uh, kick in the post. 9, 6, 8, 13. Dreadful game. Um, The Suns, you know, obviously, they're, they're a developing team. Uh, it was so exciting to see that they were going to win the game, and because of old mate six six six, it made it very difficult. But ultimately, to, to the, then six 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 came to bite them in the ass well, a little bit, and then it, well, a fair bit, and then it well, just yeah. because. But this is again, and we'll get into it in a little bit. But I reckon it was because of their um, a young and inexperienced team, but more so not knowing how to win games because they haven't won that many and, yeah. and getting the positions right about um, trying to just bring the ball around, just, um, what, what's the saying? Just to, to make the contest dead, basically. Just don't let the opposition suck, suffocate the contest so you just wind the clock down as much as you can because you hit the lead with 45 seconds left and allow your opposition to score twice. It was terrible. Unbelievable. Just criminal. Oh. Just, I, I yeah. wrote at the start in my notes, Suns have basics, which means that they've, in my mind, at that point in the game, it kind of felt like they've at least got the basics. And I thought, well, that's finally good, you know? Mm. But one of the basics is probably not to lose a game, like an unlosable game. I mean, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Even with the new rules. So... Maybe they don't have the damn basics. But anyway, we'll have to awfully start with Melbourne. Um, the worst team winning football at the moment. It, well, it, well, barely. I mean, they, should, they shouldn't they should have... Yeah, anyway, they should, well, they shouldn't have beaten Hawthorne and they, they shouldn't have won this game either. But um, their transition at times was a little bit better given how bad they've been this year. Nowhere near what it was at its peak last year. Uh, I thought their outside work was better. But again, nowhere near what it was last year. Um, as usual, though, they weren't taking enough of their chances. They're getting a million inside 50s and doing nothing with them. Uh, they took the game on, which is at least nice to see. Uh, again, obviously, as week in, week out, Melksham just completely owns them. I mean, uh, owns the opposition, sorry. He's by far, I think, almost their best player. Like, he's definitely right yeah. up there. So, big loss because he looks like he's going to be out for yeah, a while. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, but, oh, look. They should not have won this game. Like, no. this is just ridiculous. This is... I mean, just to put it into context, the last time these two met, which was around 20 last year, it was a 96 points drubbing at the hands of the Ds to the Suns. They're that a different has, side. That is how insipid the Ds have become and mm. how much... Little, a little bit better the Suns have become. I think Melbourne came... I think Melbourne drank so much of their bathwater, they were vomiting in the off-season. Too much of it? I think they drank so much of it, they... Mm. Uh, had so in yard been, glasses, oh, like just just necking it. The biggest yard glass available. I think uh, they drank so much of the bathwater, um, and I think they're a pretty cool club to be honest. I, it's a, a complete miracle. Um, I mean, they should be bottom of the ladder, really. They they're so right now. Melbourne are fifteenth. Um, they're sitting two, sitting above Sydney, North, and Carlton. How much better jail, are they? And two get out of jail wins. They, how much better is Melbourne over Sydney, North, and Carlton? Nah, I would say if Melbourne had to fly up to the SCG, they'll lose. They would lose. Anyway, um, but they got four, another four points, and <laughs> who knows? Yeah, that could just turn into a bit of belief. But I mean, if this hit, is their belief, though, this was the game where you thought they. Could, well, a lot of people sort of said this is the game where it'll play them into form. They'll beat them by eighty points. They. One by a ridiculous poster, which was accident, you know, a joke. So, yeah. 
and arguably going to lose their two most consistent players for the year in Hibbert and Melksham yeah. for you would say well we don't weeks. know the real but Hibbert's at least four weeks and Melksham we would say at least two if and not it, longer it's not even game style that's, that's out of the window it's not even that they're not playing the way they used to they're so out of form McDonald basically tripped over that ball to get a poster like it was just a, a comedy of errors um, that look another player we should highlight that's been good this year Pass. though. It, well, him too. But Hall, I thought his late goal was really good. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like I, it was just such a low-scoring game, such a boring game, such a, a, a just a you know insipid real performance overall. I mean, three three to three five at half time is 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 uh, terrible. So yeah, in the second quarter, one goal was kicked. That's it. One major. Mad. Great television. It was know. it was absolutely horrible. It, w- it wasn't any easier listening to it on the radio. I was uh, in the car a fair bit, so that's how I got to sort of witness um, the unfolding of this basket case game. But yeah, look, I did get a little bit excited when the the Suns hit the front oh. very late in the. So oh well, the last ten minutes was was good football, even if it wasn't overly skillful. But at least it had the drama and the emotion um, going. But yeah, as you mentioned, I mean. T. T. McDonald looked like he was getting himself into form by kicking. He had three goals, I think. He was okay. Like the, the oh, journalist that reported that he was fantastic. What game no, did you see? No, yeah, no, I wouldn't say fantastic, yeah, but no. uh, any forward that can kick three or four goals in a game is finding some form. But then, yeah, as you so eloquently explained, he tripped over a football and somehow got his foot to it, and it hit the post. He Bradbury'd the ball, yeah, yeah, um, which was a couple of those this week. The one thing I would say with McDonald, and, and this is another reason I didn't... Yeah, but for me, it's not just also... So, look, I'll start from the beginning. So, basically, I mean, the Suns' defensive six were fantastic. Um, this was actually a, a really good performance. It was probably the most interesting part of the game, actually, like, to be honest, because there was no scoring. So, at least, let's, let's get excited about something. So, the Suns' defense was fantastic. They were really only really allowing deep targets, which is a... Not a bad, you know, strategy. They were really locking the ball um, out, out and in, you know, when it needed to be. Uh, and then, you know, McDonald, like, I think they thought, well, this guy's such a busted ass. Just leave him alone. Well, effectively. I'm not kidding. And that's, oh, no. that's partially yeah. how he was able to get the score that he got. Because, I mean, yeah, anyway. Um, they dealt, so this is an, as an example, the Suns back six, they dealt with 59 inside 50s for seven goals. Yeah. Again, another... At one point. So how, I know they a couple does, more got kicked, but... Well, one more, sorry, got kicked. Again, just dominant uh, forward entries with nothing to show for it on the scoreboard. Mm. So that is the biggest, biggest... Con- well, there's a lot of concerns at Melbourne, but that is arguably their biggest concern right yeah. now. Because if they can get it in there and even convert half of those extras that they don't do anything with, all of a sudden they're a team that's going to be hard to beat. But yeah. they're just not because... A, their second tall forward can't get a game. He's in the Magoos trying to find form. And the one they're stuck with, um, well, he's struggling at best. And they probably would drop him if they had another option. They would. And, I mean, ultimately for the Suns, you know, Holman's obviously clutch goal. And it it was so exciting. It was like, oh, look, you know, their back six have been really good. Their midfield's been good. Holmate's got a goal. You know, Sexton had a terrible day, but at least was sort of, you know, up and about and... You know, two-meter Peter had one of those days as well, but it just sort of started to get going. And then... But also, you can mount an argument, just like the Saints game, that the Suns got robbed as well. 
Um, Razor Ray missed a. Cl- I can't remember the players, oh. but he missed another absolutely clear hold um, on the on a Suns player uh, in the late dying sort of seconds yeah. of the game. Uh, another, so you can mount an argument just like the Saints game that they that this is another one close one that they missed. Um, you know, Razor was on SCN during the week, sort of saying, "Oh, you know, really defending the umpires and saying, oh, look, you know, it's really hard.'" And mate, the uh, AFL, the AFL uh, umpire boss, who I can't think of his name, needs to pull. Sorry, he needs to pull Razor aside and go, "Mate, the game is not about you." He literally wanted me time in this last quarter because oh, it's me, me, me. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible to listen to the. the he loves gu- being mic'd up. Yeah, the guys um, that I listened, I was listening to on the radio. Two of them left the box because they couldn't watch it anymore. They they thought they went he, to the gate. Well, uh, they almost dropped the F and the C bomb two or three times. Really? They were very what good. What channel was this on? Uh, you can, deep dive, you can deep have, dive radio. You can have a guess which uh, station. Which uh, station would Turbine. have? Com- that could be the one. <laughs> uh, they, they were absolutely ropeable, and it sounded horrible. Like I didn't, I didn't, horrible, yeah. see, didn't see the replay, so I didn't actually see the incidents. But um, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I've got a heat check for this. Funnily yep. enough, for this game, we've talked him up a little bit throughout the. I think he's been really, really good in Ben Ainsworth. Uh, another very solid performance by um, this young. Son, I think he's become quite a consistent player. Twenty disposals at seventy percent efficiency. Gary uh, Ablett. Gary Ablett. Yeah, no. <laughs> had a couple of goals. Kicked a couple of goals. Um, two goal assists. Was uh, five score involvements. Eight marks. Uh, two inside fifties. Also two clearances and one rebound. Fifty four inside. So sorry, the two marks were inside fifty and had four inside fifty. So pretty all round game, and he's become a pretty consistent performer for them. Yeah, uh, not a good game at all. Bad. Uh, let's keep. Moving. Oh yeah, yeah, bad game. Obviously. Bad game. I don't. There's no point going to the overall stats. You didn't. You no, missed nothing. If you didn't know. see this game. You're very lucky. I wish I was you. Uh, Saints versus the Eagles, seventy to eighty-eight. The Eagles by eighteen points. Another sort of weirdo game. 10-10 to twelve. Sixteen. Uh, what do we think of this one? Did you see this one? No, this um, I have not seen an ounce of. But looking at. I mean, close game on the scoreboard, but didn't does, doesn't no. look like the Saints ever got their noses in front. Well, so. the Saints just like ultimately like to summarize this quickly. The Saints still obviously like a lot of you know they're starting to get a bit cooked. I mean, they their depth has been heavily tested, particularly obviously with all the injuries that they've had. They were never ready to play the sort of players that they've played. Uh, I think it's starting to get pretty death knell for them. To be honest, I, I think this is very early signs of. Uh, yeah, proper yeah. Cook, proper cooked. cooked. Um, yeah, yeah, tough I, I, season. I, yeah, I, I think the Heat's definitely pretty strong. They'll win. They'll definitely win a couple more games. They're too good of a side. Like they're not obviously a great side, but they're, they're good enough. They'll win a couple other games. But but they're basically they're, no yeah. senior players on the field at the moment. No, and they're probably going to win. I reckon maybe four more, five more max for the rest of the year. Yeah. I think absolute max. I, I yeah, they look pretty cooked. The Eagles look pretty tired. They look pretty lethargic. They just didn't capitalize. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just they weren't being challenged. I'm not sure. They still seem a bit drunk from the off season, as you said. Mm. Um, they really they took control in the third, though. But geez, they took a long time to really kind of you know take the game and 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 just dominate. Um, they really could have used the percentage as well. Interestingly, you know they're sitting sub 100. Um, that would have been a good idea to have really done that, but. Ultimately, Saints just don't score enough. They don't score enough and they don't score consistently enough. 
and and they just leave the door open yeah. for the Eagles consistently because they're just they're just they're starting to look tired, which is a massive concern Absolutely. given it's, it's game eight. Um, I mean, in West Coast. They, as you said, they should have absolutely annihilated them. They kicked 12 goals. They had eight goal scorers, and they had 13 players on their list register a score. So, yeah. I mean, uh, Ryan, one goal, four. If he kicks four goals, one. Oh, there's three extra goals. Uh, Kennedy kicks two, two. A handful of players. Um, Darling was one. terrible again. Uh, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's cooked. I think he's... Time in the Sun was Mentally, um, yeah. was last year and, and may have been a bit bit of Icarus there. Got too close and now he's uh, back to his old ways. He looks uh, so bad. Yeah, and and West Coasters, yeah, they're. I don't think they're drunk anymore. I think they're trying to shake over a really nasty hangover. Um, but yeah, ultimately not a very convincing game. I'm kind of glad that I didn't really watch this spot. It was pretty average. Yeah, terrible crowd as well, and like, you can't really blame them. Um, yeah, no, no good. I mean, ultimately, the, the Saints don't have the, the weapons to, to make this happen, and the Eagles kind of, you know, strutted along and just got it done and, and moved on. They know how long of a season it is, and they know how many games you're going to need to win to get through to the big dance so, again. So they, I think they just... They're really kind of like, you know, just sort of catching it in pretty another, early. Another away win that they can... Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't, take to the bank. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in the eight now and they don't really care. I think ultimately, at least that's back. But I don't know. I, mean, I think, look, the Saints, at times, they did some good things. You know, they, they flooded the back pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then, you know, look, they completely break down across the ground as well at times you know they, they just completely struggle to cover the ground properly and and defend the ground properly and follow instructions as a team properly as well and um they're too slow to realize the fat side of the ground is really wide and just really obvious like things, things but like on on the tv i'm obviously it's much harder on the ground but simple things like that 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 big make at least a good side yeah. that they just don't have no and we know so, and they we know as viewers and supporters of the game that coaches coach and train their players to understand that during the week so yeah. it's a matter of them being able to apply it while there's pressure in a in a game so and they'll get there eventually but yeah look as you mentioned right at the start old mate um this is a team that is lacking in experienced players and they're getting shown shown up now um, oh completely yeah and it's a long season and i think it's going to be much longer for Saints supporters are at least the first part of the year they showed some signs of what's um, possibly to come and if they can get some senior players and obviously um, the young King boy had his first hit out in the VFL and looks pretty promising if they can get him into the senior side over the next few weeks there yeah could be another four five maybe six wins in the season we'll speaking, see, but speaking, three or four will be good it will be good <laughs> speaking of old Matt King I um, can't remember who it was I'll have to go back and have a look but someone in the media recently was criticising St Kilda for not playing King they were like what's happening with King why is King not playing what a stupid team no wonder they're playing this badly they're not even playing their top players he did ACL well, open your eyes mate it was big news you're a journey get stuff well, I'm not firing. being I'm not being paid for this come on like ridiculous yeah, absolutely oh, watch the game what are you what are you watching they said round 10 at the earliest you'd be back for it's been AFL. news stages yeah. anyway yeah. Uh, wow. much, I can't believe someone said that pathetic not much to say about that <laughs> uh, in the Derby Derby Crows won by 20 points 68 to 88 in a very inaccurate report 9 to 14 to 13 10 better game I don't think a great game. I think 
like Adelaide were good. Had Port come back and gotten either very close or won it, it would have started to become another amazing chapter in, in this, you know, 40-odd showdowns. But it was a good game. Like, you yeah. can't... Let's not trash it. It's probably... It's way better than... I think it was probably as good as Carlton Collingwood. It was definitely better than all the other games, aside from that game on the Saturday, and definitely better than the Friday night. So, it was a good game. Um, well, what, did you see the, the derby? No, I, I was out all You tied up for the derby as well. Yeah, so the, unfortunately, these are the two games I didn't get to see. Much. No, no, that's all right. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'll, I'll lead then. I saw, um, saw a bit of highlights from this game, though, and um, I do have a bit to say about Port No, Adelaide. no, oh, there's yeah. plenty to talk about, definitely, even if you saw kind of highlights. I mean, ultimately, so we'll start with Adelaide. Adelaide were good. Um, uh, Keith, absolutely huge. Star. Star, deserved the, the medal. Um, obscene to win the medal after, what, 20-odd games. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they, they, they look good. So ultimately, the way this game flowed is, you know, Adelaide was so much better. And, you know, so we'll do the scoreline. So 0-2 to 2-1, 2-8 to 6-5. So the Crows really ahead. And then at three-quarter time, 3-12 to 10-8. So yeah. the Crows were so far in front, it wasn't even funny. funny yeah. The fact that it started to get semi-close towards the back end is crazy. Um, all of a sudden, Port woke up and realised, gee, we, we, we're going to be walking home if we don't sort of... Pull our fingers pull out. Pull something out here. Mm. Um, but they, they, they were better, um, and that was a great effort. Rockcliffe was incredible. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, I, look, Adelaide were, were really in control all day. The big thing was, I mean, Adelaide really could have gone for serious percentage. That's the only thing that's disappointing after three-quarter time, to have a team at 3-12 and you're 10-8 to have them so far ahead and not at least A, hold that lead, or B, win by another goal or two more than yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is very disappointing. Uh, I'm still... I am I think the Crows are... Like, they're definitely out and about this season. I think they'll be... I, I mean, ironically, I had them at eight this this in my preseason. I reckon that's about probably where they're going to finish. I reckon they're going to be about the mark. They'll be kind of hanging around the bottom of the eight, but I'm not convinced they're back. Like you can't have these really like long twenty thirty minute periods in games where you put the cue in the rack, and then you go, oh well. Who have we got next week? Yeah. It's, no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, you're going to get murdered by Geelong if you do that. You're going to get dominated by Collingwood. There are a heap of other teams. If they're serious about winning a flag this year, there is too many other other um, other teams. So, yeah, and I, I mean, whether it's just the pressure of the showdown or not, but a couple of damning um, stats for both sides. A, first one is disposal efficiency, but both sides in this game was 64%. That is not going to beat... Um, the top end of town but more importantly more damning is the efficiency inside Port Adelaide went at 33% Adelaide at 37% we're talking about Adelaide in particular have got these supposedly big key forwards and um, Eddie Betts and what what not and were one of the highest scoring teams uh, of the last couple of years and they're not anymore and that's something they really need to rectify ultimately their scoring uh, or shooting accuracy um, was a lot uh, more improved at 57% mm. compared to 39%. But yeah, the disposal efficiency in this modern game is what's going to kill teams against uh, those better teams. So yeah, look, it was a good game, better game to watch. Better game Not, to watch. It's still, but like. I'm assuming, but. Yeah. Um, in the chapters of this, it, like I've watched a lot of the games, like in the chapters of 
Oh, as in like showdown games. Like there were, there's way better showdown matches than this. But you know, there's 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 definitely years where the best showdown game between the two of them is comfortably the best game of the year. Like that's the thing. Like, but this wasn't uh, this wasn't it. Um, look, you know, at times you know neither the other thing that kept the score pretty low two eight to six five two was there wasn't really much marking earlier on. It was really just ground ball. Like so much ground ball was was king. Um, I mean, look. There was a lot of confusion in this game as well because of the umpires. Uh, they were playing so many, basically playing so little free, sorry, uh, that it was just so extremely confusing for the viewers and for the players. But anyway, um, Tali had his best game in a long, long time. That's another yeah, thing I'd absolutely. like to know. Um, Crows defended very well, but he was a big highlight. Old Matt Himmelberg has been fantastic. My man uh, from GWS, his brother, can absolutely play. I'm, I love these guys. And... I cannot see how Jenkins comes back. I just, I just can't see it. He is so much better. He's more versatile. He's, more, he's faster. 100%. He brings other exactly plays into say. the yeah. game, um, and and also the he's fast. He's efficient. Yeah. yeah. And another player who I think was injured at the start of the year um, that they've got back in is Hugh Greenwood, and he's a bull in the midfield, but he can go yeah. forward. Take he can show. Took, took a couple of good marks there. Kicked a goal. Um, yeah, I can't see him coming back. This he made side. a couple of mistakes, but generally speaking, Greenwood is is, is quite good. Uh, well, obviously, late late in the game, he kicked. He, he took an amazing mark and then kicked it directly into the opposition, uh, which wasn't great. But anyway, it, it, look, they still won the game. Um, but yeah, look, we have to acknowledge Rockliffe, who had a, just an absurd stat line, um, to say the least. He was my hit check for the week. I mean, I know we don't try to give it to, you know... Well, I guess he's not really a top, top player. Not but, anymore, although no, he's but, having a bloody good year at Port. Well, that's kind of why I wanted to give it to him, because yeah. I don't think it's really been acknowledged, and we haven't really talked about it as much. But 41 disposals, 23 kicks, 18 handballs, 6 marks, and 6 tackles is... And yeah. One behind. I mean, that that yeah, yeah. that was a hard kick. But it, yeah, and look, of those 41, 23 were contested. He's a freak. Yeah. He's an out-and-out out freak. 12 and I, inside 50s. Yeah, and he had multiple score assists as well. So I think, yeah. and, and he had a lot of metres gained as well. I mean, I think for me, it would have been, like, I think the best player of the entire round, the best performance of anyone I saw, off the top of my head right now, would probably be Kelly, um, which for, we'll get into in a sec, for yeah. Um, Geelong. Yeah, followed by the little master. In my opinion, uh, at- yeah, he was no, yeah, he was probably the yeah, he was amazing, but I, I yeah, Kelly's was disgusting. Like oh, it was, it, it, yeah. like embarrassing how good it was. Like how this guy hasn't been playing AFL since he was and again, born. Easily the uh, second best one year old. Put him in. He's amazing. Yeah. Put him in playing. He's so good. Uh, he's an out and out. Unbel- he's he's a legitimate A grade star. Yeah. Anyway, so look, we'll get into that next. Um, so yeah, that's the game. Uh, Crows just a little bit too strong. I'm not convinced they're back. Port, where are Port at? I don't know. Um, they they shouldn't have lost to Richmond. They should probably not have lost this game either, really, um, given Adelaide completely took their, their foot off the gas. Uh, horribly inaccurate, 9-14. A heap of those 14. Um, my wife and I watched this game, and, and we were just like, ugh, so many of those points should have been goals. So, I, I yeah, I, I you can mount an argument as much as they were deficient in other respect aspects of the game to, to really score so poorly was 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 um, pretty damning. Nine fourteen terrific. So. Yeah, look, I think it's um, where, are the they at? where are they at, do you reckon? They don't have the depth. No. They clearly do not have the depth. So the kids I mean, look a bit cooked now, hey. 
they look like they're under pressure all the time. I mean, they got Ryan Burton and yeah, I, he, he didn't have a good game. No, I don't think he's had a good season. <laughs> no, um, hasn't worked after at all. what he's he showed at Hawthorne the previous year. I would have thought he'd fit in very nicely on that back half um, half back line for Port Adelaide, yeah. but. I mean, there was plenty. Clarko curse, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Um, yeah, look, Port Adelaide, look, if they can get all their, their, their key players back, they're a chance to play finals. But like Adelaide, I don't think they will do much damage if they get there because oh, they just haven't shown enough this year. It's been up and down, up and down, up and down. And without Charlie uh, Dixon, and who knows how good he's going to be if and when he comes back. He's missed a lot of football. Hmm. So, no, not... I'm disappointed again. Another year that I'm going to be very disappointed in Port Adelaide. And you had them really high on the eight too. I, I last year, yeah, both years. This year, unfortunately, yeah. this year as well. No, I'm not yeah. trying to drag you. No, more, but it is. Uh, no, just, no, no. I'm not having to go. It's more that I, I had them high as well. I had them in the eight too, and I'm not confident they're going to make the eight. No, let's be honest. So they they have they're turning up some terrible performances. And as much as it was super exciting to see these kids. I, I, I'm yeah, this is scared now that yeah. they're, they're on the edge of the cliff. I, I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Anyway, anyway, we'll wait. We'll wait. So I'm not convinced on either side. Um, maybe one of them gets in, but yeah, neither of them are gonna. At this point, I don't see them doing damage in the finals. Should they make it? Sunday games: North versus Geelong. Good game, eighty to one hundred four. The Cats by twenty four points. I thought this is this is a better game, uh, eleven fourteen to sixteen eight. The Cats obviously very accurate again. Accurate football. Good kicking is is good football. Yeah, they were good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, much more um, promise from North Melbourne. I think North Melbourne uh, obviously have, have awoken from their slumber of the first five or six rounds to yeah. start at They're least okay. being competitive and putting themselves in a position to. Uh, potentially win the game again don't have the same depth don't have the class that um, the opposition in this case the Cats had but look I think Brown has started to uh, regain some form Uh, Cunnington obviously very very good um, it's a shame that no one was there to see uh, the masterclass that was well they look like there was about three people there particularly not supporters uh, yeah, it's pretty dire. I mean, obviously it was Mother's Day and the worst crowd by far. That Hawks GBS game was was an absolute joke, which we'll get into that in a yep. second. Fourteen thousand is hysterical, but we'll, we'll, that, yeah, we'll talk about that. In I a can't, second. I'm looking forward. I got to conspiracy theories yeah. mine on that one. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I knew we haven't. We don't discuss. We barely discuss the game until we get in here. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, look, I think look at least they they showed some fight. They didn't get murdered by a million points. I mean. Obviously, Geelong have so much percentage. I mean, if they had won by... They were, what are they, 146 yeah. odd? If they won by a long way, like, they would just lock that percentage. Yeah, the slow so start from North Melbourne really hurt them, though. It hurt them completely. I mean, Brown Brown's first half was terrible. His second half was really good. Um, North got completely murdered at the stoppage. Um, you know, Cats defenders did read the entry so much better. Uh, they control the game so much, you know, more efficiently. Uh, you know, Brown, as I said, he came back later, but... Oh look, it was it was sort of too late. You never really felt. I don't, I don't know. Like I, um, a friend of mine, there's a John supporter. He was like, you know, effing Brown and rap Brown. But it, it it like as time went on, it it I I was like, dude, it's fine. Like they've got yeah, this. They've got it. Yeah. Um, as much as I know, they put the cue in the rack a little bit, Adelaide style. Like they they yeah they're they look they've dominated this year. They they've only lost one game by a kick. Um, they're they're, so they're, they're, they're a properly the good side. Mm. Oh yeah, they yeah. Are well, absolutely they're their best side in the league. Um, you know, North's pressure at, as the game went on got better, but it, as you said, the start was extremely poor and, and that didn't help. 
Um, yeah, as you said, Ablett was outrageous. Um, again, did the same action pretty much on Shield. Didn't get suspended, but what a surprise. Um, let's let's keep Brownlow not interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean... Can everyone... There's anyone. Yeah. I don't care who you support. Stop booing Gary Ablett. He will kill you. Well, there was about three people there. I didn't even... To be honest, a few people were like, oh, Ablett booed again. I was like, who? I didn't... I dead set didn't even hear it. Yeah. I'll... It was so quiet. It was quiet. That's why I could hear him. They must have put the mic quite close to those couple of blokes that, was that were sitting, in the crowd. I think they might have been sitting right near the camera. Those two units, yeah, yeah. literally sitting there next to Channel Seven. <laughs> boo, boo! It sounded yeah. much worse, but there was no one there. There was no one there. Um, all right, I, I don't know what the crowd was, but it looked horrendous. It was about um, twelve thousand people there. I think twelve. No, what? no, it was twenty-one or twenty-two. It was much more than. Well, the let's next have a game. look. Let's have a look at the crowd. Yeah, but, I think it was twenty-one and a half thousand. But North horribly inaccurate as well. That that's yeah. the other thing that doesn't help. I mean, you've, you've look, no. They got to fix good, that. Good kicking. They got to fix that up, um, especially if they want to win some games. What was it? Uh, Eleven fourteen. So they had the same uh, number of opportunities. Uh, Twenty-five shots at a piece. So was it um, twenty-one thousand? Uh twenty-one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm just going to say 29,000. So yeah, look, not not great. It looked it looks bad at Eddie out at times. The way it's spread out when all those yellow seats are free, it looks really terrible. I don't know. I, there's there's sort of, yeah. Anyway, get some uh, Oscars style, people, you know, people to sit in the seats to make it look better. If they think well, this the other thing is <laughs> so funny that they do that. Mate, do you know that's a thing. Well, the Oscars they they literally get people to sit in seats. Yeah, that's fantastic, and it's like no different to a switched on restaurateur. You put your first customers at the window. So well, there's a big window. To, yeah, so bring them all down onto the ground. So yeah. if someone ha- can't afford a premium spot, but mm. you know you've only got twenty thousand or fourteen thousand. Well, that's true. They could open other sections. Just yeah. go, oh guys, do you just mind coming down to these good spots on uh, on, the, on the second and ground tier, so it looks like it's full. And then the cameraman doesn't peer up well, into the upper echelons. They just stay. And just, oh, look at the crowd! It's or, bloody awesome. Or you you word up seven at the start. Just shoot it at ground level. Don't don't show any wide shots. No wide shots the entire day. No. Or just hand out free tickets around Melbourne to the homeless. That too. Yeah. Everyone. Serve, serve, serve and booze. It's warm in Etihad. Yeah. Sort of. You're doing your bit for the country. Um. Yeah. Look, Kelly was disgusting. Legal. He's a joke. He is he so had... far. Insanely good. Duncan was amazing as well. Yeah. Duncan and, Constable and, and Danger, Kelly were absurd. And Danger. Danger was good. Even well, he's injured as well. And kicked a set shot from outside fifty. Who'd have thought? He kicked one goal though. Yeah, like, no, but, but yeah. I was well, like, he got oh, one. Away. Yeah, he got one. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> it's just good to see him hit a set shot. That's true. Clark was good. I liked Myers' games as well, and he kicked one three, so that could have been a lot worse. Uh, Taylor's again, you know, turning in really good performances. Stewart's been fantastic, but Kelly, I mean, six hundred and sixty-seven meters gained as well. Is outrageous. Seven tackles, two goals, ten score involvements. Uh, outrageous game. Twenty-one contested possessions, eleven clearances, eight inside fifties. So yeah, the numbers are absurd. Speaking of numbers, Geelong have spent seventy-five percent of game time in front on the scoreboard in season twenty nineteen. That's that's uh, damning. That's For any opposition, really high, really really high. Talking about really high, yeah. An old guy who made a return called <laughs> Zach Tui yeah. went at ninety three percent efficiency. Not a bad return coming out of the back half. because yeah, well, <laughs> I need more efficiency. Yeah, exactly. Why not? May as well add it in. Um, look, the irony is like I wrote down in my notes as well with Kelly. Like it's such a luxury to have Kelly used as an entry deliverer, not a receiver. Like it's it's absurd. That they've got this guy who's so good that can structure up leads rather than have, given how good he is at, 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 at 
you know, kicking for goal, he not just, having him deep forward like you, a lot of teams would have to use him. It's it's crazy. He just understands the game extremely well. I mean, he's I mean, he's he's part Pendlebury, part uh, Fife. He obviously gets a lot of contested position. No, no, but, but as soon as he's got the ball, he doesn't not look like anyone can touch him. And when he hasn't got the ball, he he just knows where to move to to um, off off be able to allow his teammates to offload the football and then when he gets it um, his, his placement whether it's uh, finishing kicking goal he's obviously one of the best midfield finishers in the competition easily now yeah. um, and if he doesn't think he's able to get it he knows how to spot someone he's just his peripheral vision is uh, second to none amazing and definitely uh, right up there in the, the Brandlow conversation yeah I think so um, Stewart, so Gary Rowan, uh, concussion, didn't return to the field, looked very sick. Yeah, looked sickening. You think, I don't think he's playing next week. You'd think that's not going to happen. Stewart came back on the ground and played pretty well, so I assume he's okay. Um, but yeah, Gary Rowan looked terrible. He was looked really unwell, so you'd, you'd imagine he's not going to play. Uh, but look, haven't they got Gold Coast next week? They've got some busted ass team. I think it doesn't matter who they've got next week; they'll still win. Uh, I mean, they're able to beat. They got the dogs. They'll win that game down in down in Geelong. But, so they'll they'll probably rest Gary Rowan. You would imagine, given they've got so much uh, ability. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Hawkins. You know, did save them late, two goals in a row. That was fantastic. Um, you know that yeah, they're obviously so much better. North showed a bit of a fight. Brown was good, kicked those few goals straight, which was good. But yeah, doesn't they're, no, they're dead. No polish, and they look pretty cooked. I put North in and around sort of the um, conversation with the two Adelaide sides. I think they can win a few really? games. Well, probably a little bit under. In what way? Like as far as they're so inconsistent, um, their best football could probably net them some wins. They're probably yeah, I think not Adelaide's pulled away from that group, and I think yeah, I know. Sorry, I, yeah, I think Adelaide's pulled away from that group for sure. Do you reckon that they're still in that group? North, North, look pretty average. Yeah, but I think the two Adelaide sides look pretty average too. To be yeah, honest, I guess probably so. not. Probably not quite as good as far as. Probably winning, oh yeah, being able to win games convincingly. I I think they're going to start pushing some teams now. Well, a lot of conversation around Port is who have they beaten? They're a bit of pretenders, and I kind of subscribe to that to some degree. But anyway, we're getting a bit distracted. We've got to keep going. So another terrible game: Hawthorne versus the Giants. And this was this was so bad. We're going to have to run through this one quickly because the last game's a bit a lot better, and we've got to go seventy-one to thirty-eight. Hawks by thirty-three points. Ten. Uh, 11 to 5 out. That margin doesn't sound right because it's over to 7 and then just under 40. But uh, awful game. The Giants, the worst game I've seen the Giants play in a long, long time. Uh, yeah, really bad. Uh, the Hawks were just controlling all day. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, Toby Green did a Toby Green fly kick. So the, the rule that came in for stopping doing what he does, he got punished with. That was pretty Yeah, funny. and I thought it was horrible because I don't think he did what that rule was. I thought he put his leg up and I've seen heaps of players do that. Well, he was a player in the in the, in the the game the previous night. Nothing happened. Yeah, so, so, I mean, and then the ensuing 50, well, that was there because you can't get your mate in the headlock and then throw him to the ground. That's, yeah. that's not right. But, yeah, look, um, so my conspiracy theory is it's not that the Hawthorne uh, faithful didn't want to go and watch their team play. It's because they're actually really disjointed by the way the game's being adjudicated. Just like you and I are. Mm. And also, it was Mother's Day, and there was about 30,000 people walking and running around the streets of Melbourne. So more they were there. Way more than that. 
Yeah, that was somewhere like that. So go to a game of football after that. Not many people are going to do it. So no, I get no, no. That's not a conspiracy theory. Like I, no, that's no conspiracy theory. Is that some supporters uh, are not wanting to go to the football because they don't like the way it's been adjudicated? Yeah, maybe. I, I I don't know. I think that's a terrible crowd, though. I mean, given they've got seventy thousand supporters to only get, you know, I mean, there was what fourteen thousand people there. Um, which looked like a bit of a stretch. It, it legitimately on television looked what like about it was 10? Look, yeah, about ten or twelve people. Mm. Um, I yeah, I mean, I don't know if they got that many members. I, I get obviously, you know, Mother's Day is is is, a, is not ideal, but then also to drop off. Surely you'd get twenty thousand people there, uh, Hawthorne supporters. There's a you would hope thirty. Oh, well, you'd hope thirty. Thirty yeah. is a bare minimum. Yeah, but that's absolutely. that's given. You know, it's a big game for them. They're in a decent position still on the ladder. They're not like. Bottom of the ladder, they're not top of the ladder, but they're still about the mark to some degree at this stage of the season. You'd think surely they could. Anyway, I, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a very not great. Pre- wasn't a pretty game except from Ricky Henderson and James Sisley. They they were very very good. I thought Segler was really good as well. Um, I thought yeah. Segler's game was was decent. Um, let's yeah. I mean, obviously, like there's not much to talk about out of this game. And the Hawks, you know, they they won at the clearance in the third quarter so much better, and that really pushed the lead away, and the game was over. Um, let's let's I think park the game because it's not it's it was an awful game. Couple of talking points. So Caniglio was kept up forward basically the entire time. This is this finger issue that he's had. Is it worth I mean look the game the well because the game is so terrible for JWS particularly the ball basically never went up forward. Should they be playing him? I don't think they should. Why no. why? They've got so much talent and depth in their especially in their midfield, just give him a break. Have a breather yeah. and uh, play a, another young kid and see what he's like. I don't know. Um, yeah, but obviously they they didn't get to play the way they wanted to. Uh, whatever Clarko was able to muster up and tell his team, they 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 did, which was probably the most pleasing thing from a Hawthorne supporter's perspective that they actually had a game plan and stuck to it and didn't get caught up in the moment. Yeah, and the concerning thing as well is like a couple of things with GWS that again, like they were really undisciplined, and this is something that we've spoken about a couple of times. Um, you know that fly kick, but a few other things, just 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 poor discipline. You've got to stop giving that stuff away, um, particularly if you're not doing well. And uh, look, GWS have to start winning at the G. Their record at the G is horrific, horrific. It's it's terrible, Was and, it and two, that's where the grand finals and, played two and sixteen or two and seventeen. Something, something absurd. Like that. Yeah, I can't remember the numbers. I, I had it written down somewhere. Yeah, it's not, not ideal. There, but, yeah, it's terrible, but I, I, yeah, they've got it. That's where the unfortunately or fortunately, whatever you want to look at it, that's where the, the grand finals played, and that's where finals, that, well, for them potentially going to be played, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's concerning. And just one, one other little thing, you and I have got a, um, a bit of a nickname going on for one of the Hawthorne players. His name's Ozkick. Um, He's good. <laughs> when you could uh, obviously keep the key, uh, the informed forward to zero goals for the. Um, he had a bad day. Yeah. Had a bad day, but yeah, good on you, good on you, Frawley. Well, that um, stopped the record too because he had a lot of games in a row with goals. Yeah, old mate uh, Cameron. So, um, so not a bad effort there. So maybe you've uh, um, improved from Oz kick into absolute uh, legitimate AFL play now. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> no, we're just being facetious. It, there. it was an ongoing joke that just sort of you know spiraled into this thing. But I, 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 I actually, there's so no, there's many. Player, yeah. Well, there actually is many worse players than him. Yeah, so um, it just, yeah, it wasn't a very good game, and I'm a Hawthorne supporter, so I'd rather just get on with the next game. Cause it, was, it was a bit more interesting. Well, there's not, this was a dreadful game. Uh, the last game in the round, which was a good game, uh, Richmond by 25 points, so Freer 86 to Richmond 111, 12-14 to 17-9, Richmond very accurate, good game. 
Very good game. Fast start, Richmond. I don't, don't think I'm going to write off the Tigers when they play Freo away ever again. Um, Matumbo, yeah, finger shake. Absolutely. They, 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 they spring. doesn't matter who's on the field for them. They just bring an intensity that, that the Freo um, players just don't know how to handle. And, uh, yeah, it started off extremely... Uh, uh, Rapid, rapid, yeah, very rapid, 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 and, rapid, and and Frio were just like shocked. Um, obviously, so they weren't ready for the the, pressure. the onslaught from the start. Uh, yeah. Shy Bolton was amazing, amazing, um, and uh, yeah, it was not just a, a weapon up forward. He, he brought some tackling pressure, which is obviously the, the reason he hasn't been able to get to uh, into this team and stay in the team. But Surely he stays in now. Well, he kicks four goals and had he a was number amazing, one yeah. percenters. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Lynch obviously uh, turned it up um, after. a Pretty average game last week and could have really kicked probably four or five. Uh, Lambert again, brilliant. Uh, Castagna was very good in Castagna. Well, so that goal was amazing too. And it was so funny how he had to run run around Dean Margetts, who's like an old man now. Who's smart by him? He's like, oh, there's a <laughs> who Margetts. Well. Not yeah. really, he was in the way, but no. Oh, well, he used him he as did a get block, out. it was great. Oh, he sort of did, didn't so he? So I'll get I chased so. down, I was like, I'll just get the umpire involved here. <laughs> I thought it was very clever by him. Yeah, it was just like how how Simmons uh, got blocked effectively by Embiid. Yeah, a bit like he's that. Own, he's own player. Own player, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so the other thing too, speaking of good players, uh, Bolter, I thought it was amazing. He's a really good follower. And I mean, amazing at the intercept, took some ridiculous marks. And he is not only staying on this side, he is pretty much going to be entrenched in this side. With you would think mate, so. Well, well with, no name canvas well, for that's however what, long now. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, eight weeks, they've said. Bare minimum. Minimum, yeah. Minimum. So, old mate uh, name canvas. And this is always the concern that I've had with Richmond for quite a while is they really, particularly with Greg um, not in, they, yeah, it's a bit concerning, but holy hell, they've discovered this kid and he looks good. Uh, hopefully that's, that's the halt. Um, there's a bit of glue at the moment sort of holding things together, a bit of gaffer tape, but uh, let, let's keep going for the next month and then hopefully fit Cochin, fit Jack, and then you know some, some sort of stability will be restored. But uh, yeah, it's not not ideal. Apparently, ideal not having Rance is, apparently Rance is uh, looking good. Like obviously a long way off, but but could potentially come back. It, it's it's a serious <laughs> be, chance. This, this year. will be interesting over the next couple of months how Richmond go without a an official ruckman basically because uh, Bolter's <clears throat> a tall, but you wouldn't say he was a ruck per se. He's more of a key forward or key back. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting just just to see because he's done it in his junior days a little bit though, so that I'm not so worried. And the other thing too is it might actually play Lynch into form, getting his hands on the ball a bit because he has been a bit out of form. He's not in terrible form. I'm not like Matthew Lloyd and going to hang him, but ultimately he's that was pretty harsh. But I think he's yeah yeah he, I, I he'll mean, be good. Yeah, and I, look just to talk a little bit about that. I understand where Lloyd's coming, but Lloyd's always going to be very harsh on key forwards because apparently he was the hardest working forward in the world. No, you weren't. He picked uh, a lot of grass. Yeah, picked a lot of he grass. He was a good player. He was a good, I'm not saying he's not very a good, good player, player, but... He was a very good player. I'm not saying that, no, no, but yeah. he's bagging someone out for his he's second... He's the best player ever. No, I'm yeah. Joking. It's very easy to um, bag a forward out who's not in form or having a bad day, uh, let's be honest. I mean, he's still learning the trail a little bit. He's still learning the, the Richmond way of football and he's going to have those games. So, look... No good. No good. And he, and he proved that he's obviously a, a very, very good um, player over the weekend. Went over to... 
Freo. Freo and... Who were um, informed, who were very informed too. Yeah. That it's not like, you know, the last couple of years going to Freo and beating Freo no. was a pretty easy task. This and is he, not, this is not, yeah. And he outplayed arguably the best uh, fullback in the comp at the moment in Pierce. Yeah, well, so. that's exactly it. Um, no, speaking good. of good form as well, Caddy uh, was good in the first, got a bit amazing after quarter time. I didn't hear it talked about at all, but completely, I thought, curtailed Fife's ridiculous influence on the game. Obviously, Nathan Fife is an unbelievable player. And a joke. Um, a complete yeah. joke of a player. And he obviously got off his report, which is what it is. There's no point going over it now. It, yeah, well, yeah, well, they want to make Brandon on interesting, similar to what I said about Ablett. But, um, no, look, if you keep Fife to a good game, because he's always going to have at least a good game, if you can keep him to a good game, that that's you've you've done your job. If you because if you let him go and he has a great game or an outrageous game, like that that's when he can he's that good that he can pull the team over the line. So yeah. I, I think I, I only mean, he hand, is that good. Yeah, there's only a handful. He's in the top five. Yeah, there's only a handful of players in the AFL that if they have an absolute blinder, they are the difference between well, their is... team winning and not. Fife is one of them. Yeah, he is. Dangerfield's another. Martin is another. Nahas. Buddy. Oh, yeah, Nahas. Well, these are last Nahas years... Nahas just can't get a game, though. Interestingly, though, I and think Buddy's these the are one. last year's ones. I, I agree. Buddy's not playing really at all. No. And, and Danger's been a bit injured. And Martin's been injured and had, obviously, problems as well. I think Kelly. If Kelly has an absolute blinder, Geelong are almost certain to win. There's a few players that I think, if they have absolute blinders, and I think that's what just stops Paddy Cripps from getting into the top yeah. five. Oh, sorry, I should have, I should have been... No, clear. no, no. Sorry, I should have been more clear in my, in my interpretation of that. I'm meaning that the rest of the team aren't doing so well. I think it's hard to, with, hard to know if Kelly's going to do that because the team's been bloody amazing this year. I, I agree, though. I think but he, he's if he lights up it up, I mean, I'm talking just 2019 football. Just 2019. If yeah. he lights it, because right now, I can't talk about Buddy because I'm just talking 2019. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see yeah, where I'm going. Like, yeah. If he has a blinder, it's like Elliot Yo, another example. If he has a blinder, Eagles will win the game. Like, there are a couple of these players, if they have absolute out and out blinders, he will win the game. Yeah, Gray at Port Adelaide. Well, that's the thing again, not playing. Not so playing I see, I see it comes, like, yeah. well, that great. There's obviously multiple grades, but the one we took, Robbie. So Robbie. anyway, um, so look, it was an even game at times, but obviously Richmond uh, completely attacked Freo as well. Um, at one point, you know, 100% of their inside 50s at least would equal a score, Richmond. So yeah, extremely good efficiency. Yeah, 17, um, as you said, right at the top, 17 9. Yeah. Being accurate in front of goal is going to win you games this year. Wins so games. Wins games. Yeah. And another thing, a couple of things I wanted to highlight. Uh, Gareth Waite, or Garth Waite, I think some people have been calling him. I thought it was Gareth Waite, but anyway, we'll go with Garth Waite. Um, Orazio, Orizio. Uh, so he ran 16.7 kilometers in the games, which is the most of any player so far in 2019. So great. That's, uh, he's been fantastic. They played him. Yeah, it's amazing. They've played him. He looked, you know, he looked like he could run another heap of case after the game. He looked, he didn't look wrecked at all. So yeah. he, he he's fantastic. I'm I'm super excited to see him move forward. Um, I have to highlight our man. I think he's you know become one of the podcasts kind of you know main men. Um, how good is Macintosh? I mean he he was so good. That goal was ridiculous, and and he's, he has to be top ten most underrated players in the league. He's a joke. Absolutely, I reckon he's so good. Richmond have got all these stars, and the club also loves the, him too. They've also got the most, some of the most underrated oh, players. Him, God. Kane Lambert, get me Asbury, a glass of water. 
He's Vlossen, so good. Oh yeah, these oh. players. And again, uh, yeah, Vlossen out and McIntosh. Just, I mean, he's been brilliant. No Asprey either. No Asprey. He just steps up. And no Rands. Sorry, I'll do this. I got this, boys. Bloody I hell. got this. Yeah, he's no, a freak. He's, he yeah. goes all over the ground. He's missed to fix it. And uh, uh, when, when he and kicked Al- that goal and the whole club ran pretty much the entire, all the whole playing list. Like that shows how much internally he's rated. Yeah, and, and really good um, consistency again from Alice. I thought he was quite uh, good on the weekend as yeah. well. Yeah, Frio came a bit back in the third, kicked 3-8. But when you kick 3-8, pretty much wasting time. Um, yeah, when Richmond really did let them come back into the game a la Geelong North, but... Um, similar well, well, similar margins actually. I didn't actually even notice that cats by twenty four, tigers by twenty five. So I yep. mean, actually similar games to a degree. But I think and they just woke up from their little kip and went, oh, hang on. Well, bang, you, bang. The, the, the the yeah. I mean, Geelong. I was a bit annoyed because Geelong have very good percentage, whereas Richmond don't. So that would have been good to have really buried Freya by 50, 60 points because they they had a chance there. They were forty four points and they were dominating the game. So come on, let's just keep going for twenty more minutes. And then you can fly home. Like let's let's yeah, that's it. You know, and and, and forget about ninety four to ninety eight percent. Let's get one five one ten ish. Let's really which bear, is what they need because yeah, yeah well, that we know yeah. just put them into the eight. Well, now. we are in a very tight year. The reality is there are a lot of teams that are going to be extremely tight. You you know you might have a live. This might be one of those weird years where you'll have a weird amount of wins and make the eight, or you know there'll be like a point last year similar as well. Yeah, point whatever percents make the eight. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Look, exciting game. Although Caddy was was un- unsung, uh, I thought he was fantastic. Um. You know, there was a lot of talk about it. Uh, the, the you know the coverage was really into his quarter time um, discussion with uh, Dimmer. Uh, Dimmer kind of you know looked like he was giving him a serve, but I don't I don't I don't know. I don't obviously couldn't hear it, so I don't know whether that's the case. But um, you know, ooh, look at that from Dimmer no, with Caddy. But, but th- I don't think that's that's necessarily what was being no. said. But even if it is, Caddy comes across as that player that would like to be revved up by the coach, yeah. not loved and uh, patted on the back and mm. just a bit of soft, softly soft. I think he likes a little bit of a spray every now and again. He certainly gives it out in the field. He's a bit of a bit of a chatter and, and likes to get into his opposition skin. He's not never been afraid to tell his teammates off either. So no. I, I think I think that's just the way him him and Dimmer um, get along and uh, get the best out of uh, the player. Horrendous discipline at times though. I mean let's be honest, when they, they gave away hundred meters. Nanko was fifty meters for not handing the ball back. Uh, and I'll make press. He put it on well. the ball he put uh, it on the ground, didn't he? No no he he just held on to it. He wouldn't let it go. Oh. He just held on to it. Just don't care. Don't care. Don't right. care. It was like, oh, mate, we're, we're, we're playing a game. You know, there's thousands of people watching. This is not a joke. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, you can laugh, but that had no. cost them the game. Anyway. Uh, yeah, look, I think Freo need to find consistent, better avenues inside 50. Um, they really don't give Hogan the best chance, and they don't give their forwards the best chance, and that, that's a massive concern, I think, for me. Uh, they're actually okay forward. They're, they're quite, I think, okay back. I mean, obviously, letting 17 goals go through is not good, but they're Richmond are a pretty good side, yeah, and they're pretty determined. But I think ultimately, they, a big thing for me is they've really got to get better at finding much better avenues and provide much better leads for their forwards. That's a big reason why Hogan's not scoring. I heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, Hogan's pretty down this year, not really getting enough numbers." Yes, part of it is his own work, but a lot of it is all. And obviously, he was, you know, you know, it has had a sort of funny old sort of Starts year of so year. far. Yeah. But that said, like you know, he's sort of what they're providing him has been pretty busted. Yeah, if you're not going to kick it into space for these forwards to lead into uh, and be effective, you can't put too much impetus on whether they've had a good game or not. Referring to the forwards, because ultimately, 
yeah, uh, they've got so many options there at the moment. Um, Freo, which they haven't had for so many years, they really needs to be a better link up between their their mids and that halfback run. Um, and understanding where their forwards are uh, leading to because, I mean, what was it? They kicked 12-14 and that can easily be changed when you get your forwards in the right spots. I think consistently, and this has happened so much this year, maybe I'm wrong, but I think in in a professional league, we really, I mean, how many teams didn't make 50% this this round? So Sydney 11-11, they're literally at 50. Um, Essendon knows they're one. Um, Dogs know... Uh, Brisbane got there. Uh, both Blues and the Pies did. So both Blues good. and Pies did. The Suns did. Melbourne didn't, so three. Um, St Kilda got 50. Uh, Eagles didn't, didn't, so four. Port Adelaide didn't. Port Adelaide didn't, so five. Uh, North didn't, so six. Hawthorne didn't. Geelong did. Hawthorne didn't, so seventh. Giants didn't. Giants didn't, so eighth. And... Dockers didn't. Dockers, so nine oh, so teams, half so team. half the teams. And then there was that's two, ridiculous. And then there was two or three teams that went at fifty percent. And in a funny old round as well, only three yeah. home teams won. Very, which is I, I, it's funny because because of the way this year's gone. When I did my tips, and again you can check out old mate tipping uh, online. I uh, when I did it, it I was like, you know what, more away teams are going to win, and I was like, well. I'm tipping the sun, stuff it. But there was a couple of them where I was like, oh, who else is going to be one of those away wins? Because that's the thing yeah. at the moment. It's, it's just bonkers. This sort of stuff's going to keep happening. At As- least, I, I don't see it stabilizing for a while. No, not so, at all. So, anyway. So, that is that is the round. Massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Check out the Wednesday show at 7.30, uh, Beyond the Game uh, TV. So, facebook.com slash beyondthegameau. Bit of an NBA little chatter, shall we have now? What yeah, let's get into it just to finish off Quick the little, uh, little podcast because it is getting into the exciting part of the NBA. NBA, if you don't understand, is the National Basketball Association over in wow, America. Wow, the NBA. Well, some of our listeners might not know what it is. It also is one of, the, one of the longest seasons and where they play 82 games before finals. Surely it's we don't have to for league. To be pretty blind. We haven't talked about it, so that's true. Yeah. yeah right. Um. So now it's in the pointy end. We're up to the conference finals of the East and the West. Bucks and Toronto. Well, we? East. Well, we huge. just saw Kawhi with that ridiculous point. So yeah. let's let's discuss that. So that was uh, Game Seven in the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors game. Went Toronto, down to, at home in at Toronto. home in Toronto. Obviously, a couple of Aussies played for the 76ers in um, Bolton, but the more famous person being Ben Simmons. And it was Stuff the Sixers. Let's talk about the Raptors. Yeah, we are. I'll just say. Okay, sorry, yeah, sorry. You get into it. You, no, t- no, you talk about the Raptors. No, no, because no, I was going to hand over to oh. you anyway. Yeah, I was just introducing. Oh, well, I was just oh, doing the. Whoa, here pretty, we go. Pretty big in. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, uh, it's a bouncy ball. Uh, so <laughs> if you we'll, we'll put an image of a basketball for you to uh, consult. I no, no, I'm joking. I, I oh, look amazing. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like we've got a situation where uh, Kawhi. Obviously, the narrative of the NBA is narrative of sport to me is is always something that's really exciting, and I like it in AFL, and I I love it in the NBA as well because it's just bonkers, and players can jump from teams, and you know Kawhi's in a situation where he is a superstar for for the Spurs, you know, won a ring, you know, absolute genius, and then gets you know things break down with Popovich, who's the Clarko really of the NBA. 
uh, gets traded um, to another country. That's how vicious the Popovich is. Goes to another country. Um, there's a whole sort of swapperoo, which we won't go into because it's a long story, but basically ends up in Toronto. For one year. For one year. and Contract, that contract is. Contract, that yeah. is. And he uh, also famously sat out a lot of the uh, Spurs games as well because of injury and big quotation marks. And, you know, well, obviously he did have an injury, but also how long was that injury actually applicable to him not playing and blah, blah, blah. Point is, he's an incredible player. This was a redemption moment like very few other. To come back and, and hit that shot at that moment in Game 7 from where he was yeah. is unbelievable. So, like, just to, if you haven't seen it, um, do yourself a favour. Even if you're not a basketball fan, it's an amazing sporting moment. They're down by one point. There's only four seconds left, on, or a bit over four seconds left on the clock. And he runs around basically to the most furthest corner you can get to to shoot a shot. Mm. And just to add to the drama, he gets it off with about 0.2 seconds to go. Well, yeah, 0.2 when it left his hand, yeah. Yeah, which is a, it's an okay shot, just like if you're kicking for golf, as long as it's off your boot. Um, before it's like it's Myers, up. yeah. And then it, then it bounced, mm. not once, not Three twice. Times. Three times before going in hmm. um, to send the the fans at uh, the Raptors' uh, home stadium into, yeah. funnily enough, Raptors for, <laughs> for the Raptors um, to send them into the, the comp- yeah to pay the Milwaukee Bucks in the East Conference Finals. Oh mate, Giannis, yeah, and that's the thing. Like bouncing twice. I mean, it was such a spectacular moment. I mean, he obviously he outran Simmons. Simmons sort of you know got blindsided by. Embiid a little bit as well. Embiid kind of really got in his way. The defense was a little bit shaken. Couldn't stop the shot. Uh, you know, Kawhi really held off to the right second to pull that shot from where he was. It was absurd. Abaka as well. It, this won't get discussed, but I mean, amazing from Abaka to pull the defender away and really create even more space um, that I think Embiid thought he needed to run into as well. Yeah, yeah it, it was amazing. An amazing moment. Um, I think let's look, look, I mean, we don't, we're not going to do like the kind of breakdowns we do but in terms of like let's do a bit of kind of overall because obviously the Portland um, got over Denver as well another amazing win very early Australian time this morning uh, you know Denver really should have won that series and that's that's something else but so now now we've got so we conference finals so west and east we are you know in a situation as we said with the Raptors versus the Bucks and now Golden State who just got through no Durant and an injured Curry versus Portland, where, where do we think the season's going to go from here? So we'll, we'll, each week we'll talk about it until the very end, I reckon it'd be a bit of fun from here, yeah. just at the back end of the reviews. Yeah, so look, I think both the East and West Conference Finals have the potential to go to Game 7. Yeah, obviously, the, the Warriors on paper have the best team. Um, they've got uh, uh, Boogie Cousins potentially coming back, which will give them another offensive threat, but obviously without KD... Um, there at the moment with a calf injury and the injury cloud over Steph Curry it brings the uh, the Portland Trail Blazers uh, right into it because they're riding a huge wave of uh, confidence. If Damian Lillard, their their superstar point guard, um, he had an off night on Game Seven, just gone, and they were still able to get the win on yeah. the road in Denver and because Denver choked as well. Yeah, they right? choked. So, yeah. They had a horrible game, and uh, they're really really starting to. Um, Right, some wrongs over the last couple of years. Not so terrible outside the paint. Denver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, look, uh, CJ McCollum's been amazing. I, I think there's going to be a little bit too much firepower from the Warriors, and I think they get it in six games. God damn, what another Warriors final? Yeah, another Warriors final. I, I just think they've got so much uh, scoring 
be hilarious if it's not. If it's not, yeah. Look, ultimately, I would like to see. I would love it. I would like to see Raptors, Trailblazers, uh, that would finals. Be amazing. But I, I think it's going to be. Bucks, yeah. No, I don't think the Bucks. No, Bucks I actually okay. think the Raptors are going to get get up in the East. I think the East is a lot more interesting. I think these two teams were clearly the two best in the East, and two of the best, probably top three te- teams um, throughout the year. I just think with Kawhi Leonard uh, playing the way he's playing at the moment, uh, and, and the support cast at uh, at Toronto is probably a little bit stronger than the Bucks. Well, Siakam needs to lift though. Like yeah. that's that's the thing. Like we need to see if they're going to really dominate. I mean, we need Siakam needs to get twenty pretty much each night. Like we need to see some some serious. And Ibaka needs to be a little bit more consistent offensively. Just than conscious of the game as well. Like a couple of like terrible moves and so, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, but obviously they've got a, a pretty good uh, point guard in uh, Larry. And I think Mike that, Lowry. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a big, a bit of a difference there. The Bucks just for me rely too heavily on Giannis, although he's uh, Bledsoe and Middleton have been very, very good this um, postseason. So look, very interesting. Um, Love the goat. Looking forward to it. Uh, I can spend a little bit more time personally watching the NBA now that the EPL is over. Um, that's the English Premier League for those who don't know what FYI. that is. FYI. FYI. <laughs> um, just in case, you know. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe some lack of sleep coming up over the next To say month. the bloody least. Uh, what about I'm, you, mate? What are, you, what are your thoughts on these two uh, um, conference winners? Yeah, look, I'm not, as, I'm not as bullish on the Raptors to beat the Bucks. I, I think... It's hard because I think yes they are very reliant on they are very Giannis uh, heavy but at the same and he's so good but at the same time I could see you know he he'll have a Giannis game where he'll get fifty and completely blare it but he's an alien basically but I I mean mm. he's so you know he's, you know it's disgusting I've never seen anyone like him but at the same time I yeah I'm not as confident I think that series is going to go to at least six um, but I, I the, the concern that I have is. You know, are the Raptors a little bit cooked to have gotten this far? That's the other thing too. I I don't know where the team's at. I'm a little bit concerned by that second tier in Siakam and and Ibaka and some of these other guys. I'm not quite confident in them, but who knows? Yeah, the Uh, Bucks obviously got through a bit easier against the Seas. That's the thing. They got you know the the Celtics basically completely completely capitulated. Is what I was wanting to say. Who is our team? So busted us. but that said, yeah, I think ultimately I, I I'm not as concerned. I think I think and Milwaukee's had a fair break too. Yeah, they might come in extremely fresh and, and murder them. So I I I, I could really see it going either way. Um, I really would love, you know, the Warriors to not get another one. But look, you know, who knows? I mean, there's so many questions on on Steph's hand as well, which we haven't talked about. Um, yeah. It's 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 really difficult to know, but I think if I had to put money on it, obviously you have to back the Warriors. You know they just don't know how to lose, really. And given how well Clay's playing, uh, and and you know, yeah, Iguodala looks really good as well. Like I, I mean, who knows? It's such a ridiculous side that they, as I said, they don't know how to lose, pretty much. Yeah. Like they're that good, and they're so used to winning. I could see Warriors Bucks for me, but I could absolutely see the Raptors getting through. It's it's two amazing series to watch. So if you're not if you're always been kind of on the fence about basketball and you're not sure about it, and um, you're always kind of like, what? Why does everyone go so like bonkers about about NBA and why why do the players go so nuts about it? It's an amazing sport, and right now it's so even, and we've got two pretty fast. I mean, 
look, who knows? The Warriors could turn into fifth gear and just murder yeah. Portland. But so, I, so much it can looks happen. Even. It looks good. I think the thing is, uh, we talk about what... Ha- I mean, not the best example, but we talk about what can happen in 45 seconds in a game like what happened with the Suns' Ds. We're talking about less than 10 seconds in a game of basketball. What can happen... Less than four seconds. It was four seconds in Toronto's NBA time. 76ers. I was trying to explain. So I was watching briefly today with my mate who doesn't watch as much NBA. And he was like, oh, a minute 30. Is that enough time? And I was like, dude, there's normal time. There's NBA time. <laughs> yeah. And they have timeouts. Yeah, and, and when you have years. a timeout, that moves the ball. Oh, look, this is... Dun, it, it dun, is dun, you literally, yeah, you can watch dun, the last dun, 30 dun, seconds of a, a game. And that's all you need dun, to watch. Dun, so much happens in that space. So look, yeah, it is. Like uh, Trent just said, if you... Well, on the fence and you haven't really give seen it a whirl. give it a whirl especially if you've got uh, something like KO obviously you can watch a replay later on and all that on. Yeah. it's good take care that Goodbye. was our uh, bit of a chat chat of uh, AFL and NBA side NBA yeah. chat at the back end take care see you later thanks guys bye